11 o'clock comics episode 157 Vibrating. That was a happy anniversary. Speaking, speaking, speaking of Luke, did you guys check that out today? What? Oh, jeez. That freaking Batman thing with the propeller? Yeah, it's awesome. I can't wait to get it. No, I have no idea. It's a, it's a, it's a radio, radio. You ever go to Whoop.com? No. Uh, it's kind of like They should have a, a radio-controlled flying Susie, so I could see if I could land it on my balls. <laughs> guys are mellow tonight. We can't have this. No, I'm not mellow at all. I'm fired up. I, I just walked in, I, my, uh, and boy, are my arms tired. Oh, boy. But, uh, bum, bum, psh, tip your waitress. She's full. That's true. <laughs> we got to drag it out a little bit, because I got an extended intro this time. Oh, what you got? I, I'm not going to say. No, goddamn it! Because I, ne- I never listened. So why don't you just say it? Hilarious! I never. You listened. have to I listen. Ne- I, you have, have to listen this week. That's all I I'm o- saying. No, I only listen whenever right. I'm not on the show. Why would I listen to us speak twice? Because we're not that uh, fucking interesting. Because this is a special deal well, for for one special person that I. If you add up the time that you're walking the dogs, s- sleeping, or getting yourself a drink, or tuning <laughs> out into his manga, something. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Or bitching. There's plenty yeah, of bitching. <laughs> Setting your baseball on up. It would. It would. It, it would get in the way of of me bitching. <laughs> no, I don't think anything can. Get I think in you'll way. always find room for bitching. <laughs> Tag right, team. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I've been the nice one this year. I've been uh, very, this year. Very. Yeah, no, he's. It's he's quietly shifted his his mode his mo he's quietly shifted his mo. This year. I just can't get out from under the shadow of my my former disdain. <laughs> it's true, and it's you true. know, whenever someone follows you on Twitter, you always see this person also follows people that you follow, sure. and every new person that's followed me, at least the last maybe twenty, they always follow Chris, and well, never and never you and and David. They probably do. They just only show you. I mean, they don't show you everybody that you have in common. Oh, but they always show Chris, and it, like creeps me out that these people following Chris <laughs> and me. It's, yeah. it's it's strange. Yeah, it's strange. See, it's, and it's every time I mention you in a tweet, and then and then then the tweeples get on the Vince B. <laughs> they make with the crazy. <laughs> hey, everybody! Speaking of crazy, it's eleven o'clock comics episode one hundred fifty-seven. Our three-year anniversary. Oh, three. Our little baby's three years old. <laughs> All grows up. <laughs> All still, grows up. Still pooping on the carpet. And I am Vince B. Yes, you are, and I'm uh, Baby New Year. Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm, st- I'm steal- stealing uh, Jason's shtick there. Huh. A stick. I, I'm David Price. You are. You are. And uh, 
fresh from 1978. I'm Danny Terrio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're not. Dance Fever, right? Was it Dance yeah, Fever? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we used to watch that every Sunday. Oh, uh, me too. Right <laughs> before the Muppets or after the Muppets? After the Muppets. After. Yeah, right, get my right, after right on. Elton Burrow. You are not Danny Terrio by any I means. Mean, you the are. Do the hustle. Although you are as sharply dressed, I will say that. You are Jason Wood here on this three-year anniversary sponsored by dun, 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 Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. Fantastically huge galacticized discounts on your favorite funny books and uh, collectibles. 35 to 75% off selected objects. Uh, items, yeah, items in their uh, monthly spotlight specials. For example, Mom graphic novel, volume 22, the last, last one. one. The yeah. very last one. The cover is outstanding. Uh, cover date, spring 2011, 35% off. You can get it for $9.74. Almost the same price as a floppy these days. Why you, is it the last one? They feel like the uh, anthology has run its course. They've, they want to go out on a high note. Okay. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be another anthology out of Fantagraphics. Different name, new attention, number one. I don't know. Market. It's weird market stuff. Uh, Alpha Flight number one, $1.99. That's half off the cover price. Hellboy the Fury, half off the cover price again, $1.49. And from our buddies at Ad House, Jay Stevens, welcome to Oddville Hardcover. 30% off. It's only going to cost you $10.47. Jason, can I get an unheard of? Unheard of. Thank you very much. And keep in mind that they do have a digital distribution service called MyDigitalComics.com where you can get a lot of the same books you can get physical copies of for a lot cheaper. Duncan the Wonder Dog, 10 bucks unheard of again and again i'm going to repeat it like i did every week the summit city comic con is in june specifically the 18th in downtown fort wayne at the fort wayne at the grand wayne center admissions a paltry ten dollars cheaper than a night with chris and kids under 12 likewise kids under 12 are under uh and are admitted free i ruined the joke because i tried to force it i'm gonna see um, good medical yeah i'm an expensive date (laughs) uh and the people Two beers. People that are going to be there include Mike Norton, Katie Cook, Jason Howard, Sean McKeever, Tom Scioli, Gary Friedrich, and a whole mess more. www.summitcitycomiccon, two C's at the end, dot com. www.summitcitycomiccon.com. There you go. Oh, I wanted to, to add in there uh, DCBS's sister uh, site, uh, InStockTrades.com. Right now they've got all of the DC archives for 50% off. That's crazy. Does the sister have a digital arm? That's I, the question. I then you could date both of them. InStockTrades.com. Uh, yeah, can you imagine the hand relief that that would give you? <laughs> Ooh. And um, dun, dun, dun. Um, another... Another note, not uh, uh, not having anything to do with DC Best, but I definitely wanted to uh, remember, so right at the top here, uh, Aphrodisiac is available <laughs> to read yes. for free for online right now. Gratis. Um, and it's because they're they're in between printings, and they got, uh, rightfully so, nominated for Eisner. Um, uh, and so you can read it for free. At, uh, Grant Morrison didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> Honestly, though, what? if you read it, you're going to want to own it. It's that oh, good. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so, speaking uh, of that too, I uh, I pinged uh, Jim Rugg just to uh, you know give him a little congrats and check in with him, let him know you know we're uh, we're eagerly awaiting uh, his next something something so that we can have a reason to uh, not that we need a reason, but that so we have something we can gush about because it's been a while to, to polish his knobs. Yeah, yeah. More. So he said that um, he's doing good. He's uh, he's actually been working on um, uh, his character US Ape, uh, nice. making it into a web comic. <laughs> nice. So he's got uh, he said he's been building up a little inventory so he can get it out on a consistent basis and he's got something else in the works that uh he says we can't talk about yet but that he he hopes to talk about soon and uh and uh, he's real excited about the eisner and he was talk about uh undeserved praise he he told me that uh he honestly thinks he couldn't they would never have been nominated for an eisner were it not for our support and i was like dude oh, I, <laughs> like I like that no I no no, no, no. You... i appreciate that that we've had a little help in maybe selling you a few extra copies but the eisners unless we uh planted the uh six or seven voters in that room we had nothing to do with the recognition of the quality of that book well, yeah, and, after, and after that, me though. railing on them last week, <laughs> anything that we talk about is going to, you know, two strikes against them. That's yeah, true. Out. So I think even, though I, even though I got a, I got a couple messages from a few people that were like, "Yeah, right on." And that's funny because I got a few being like, "What the fuck was Chris smoking?" Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get any yeah. messages last week. Uh, What's yeah. that? No, it's probably because you got mail instead. I didn't get mail. Oh my yeah, god! I what didn't. Kind of treasures were you regaled with this week, Vince? Nothing. I didn't get anything. Oh. My health. How about that? Oh. No. But you just you just let Jim Rugg think that we had a big hand in it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, Chris. All right, Dragons- yeah. What's, uh, yeah. What's what's let's get on to our uh, our drink roll call, y'all. And, and by the way, <laughs> <laughs> we're. You ever stub your toe? I'm, 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 getting, I'm getting close to 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 ending this this little weekly ritual. Unless you all start bringing it. Oh, right? oh I'm, t- I'm tired of carrying the drink roll call on my, albeit large shoulders. When you say you, know, you all, you should just come out and say it, Jason. Jason, it's, it's yeah. Hot. It's we're coming up on summer here. He's too I'm, quiet. Yes, He's I'm drinking something. Expect you to start bring, bringing it a little bit more. <laughs> He's been a little bring disappointed. It. <laughs> okay, all right. So I'm just I'm 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 pleading with you. So why don't uh-huh. you lead us off? I, I, oh, oh, I got bad I got bad news for you, brother. <laughs> nah, get the fuck out of here. Of course, I got good news for you. All right, it's, all it's right. our third. It's our anniversary. It's our dude. third anniversary. It's it's been three years since you, uh, <laughs> crazy dudes, <laughs> somehow worked your way into my my inner self. I don't know how that happened, but anyway. Oh, that's right. Uh, In a couple of weeks, it'll be Jason's three years, right? Oh, <laughs> about that. twelve. See that? <laughs> um, seriously. Uh, so no, I am. Uh, I. I. In honor of the occasion, I popped a little bub. I'm sipping on some bub. Little Moe huh? Chandon. Nice. Oh. What is that there? What is that? What's that? What's the name Say of what? it? Moe Chandon. Chandon. Wow. Very nice. Can't even say. Yeah, it. I'm so I'm popping some bub for you, Chris. I'm drinking nice. a little. Bit. Yeah. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, well done. Nice. <laughs> All right. David, why don't you keep us rolling? Uh, I'm drinking a Malbec from uh, Argentina. It is called, uh, it's from Kaken, or if you're Vince Bukaki. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Bukaki, nice. <laughs> keeps every Bukaki time, vineyards. Every Take time, along with the Bukaki. That's right. Every time you say you're uh, you're drinking a, a Malbec, I'm, I'm like, he should be like eating a steak with that. I wish I was having a steak tonight. I know. What does that mean? That'd be good. Good to the uh, last drop. 
Uh, Mal- Malbec is is traditionally in Argentina and Chile, uh, or Chile, is uh, uh, served with meat, meat and Malbec. It, it's oh. it's real. It's really good with red meat. No wonder David likes it. It's great on its he own. He is a but, fan of the meat. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, but if you're if you're if you're ever out to dinner and having a steak, and someone says, "Oh, we should order some wine," look for a Malbec. Would yeah, go well. that would not happen with me in about a zillion years. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, well, tell us what would happen with you. What what would, what would happen with me is the old tried and true black and tan. All right. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love it. And I got an extra. I have an extra case of it because we had uh, people over, and she went out and bought an extra case, and they didn't drink any beer. So, and she also bought Miller Lite, but whatever. Jeez. Yeah. Got water the plants. That's Tinkle. I don't yeah. drink that. But so I do have lots of black and tan, and it will be right. black and tan probably until I get some more malt liquor. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm actually looking forward to uh, going and visiting my parents down in Florida again, so I can have some uh, some Yingling traditional lager. It's great uh, stuff. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. It was a good bar beer uh, tonight. I am drinking from a, a brewery which I have yet to be disappointed in. Uh, I've had their their trout hop before, and I think I had a couple others. It is from Grand Teton Brewing, and what? He's what? Vince. Sorry, he's, 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 he's a fucking. Idiot. I knew he was going to say he's it just... too. <laughs> he said Grand Tetons. Yeah. Oh, you're so funny. You're twelve. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Grand Teton, and they're out of uh, Victor, Idaho. I have enjoyed everything I've had from this brewery, and tonight, um, in honor of Vince, I'm having their Bitch Creek. Ooh, excellent! And it is a uh, it is a really really nice uh, brown ale. It's their uh, it's their extra special brown is what they call it. So uh, so yeah, if you're if you're a fan of of brown ales, um, I I highly suggest the uh, the Bitch Creek from Grand Teton Brewing. Cool. It's yummy. I don't That's I don't normally eye, well I'm just saying I don't normally like to mix the brown with the Grand Tetons, but hey, in a pinch, you never know. <laughs> Depends on where blue takes you. That's wow, right. There's even, well, there's even a little crud in the bottom of this one. Is oh, there? Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's little, little. Wait yeah, a sell, little, dude. Yeah, well, no, it's Paul. No, it's, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's a bottle conditioned beer, which means that it was it was allowed to age in, oh. in, in the bottle, and so oh. whenever that happens, from the hooter to the tutor, sometimes. Cool. You'll get some sediment in the bottom of it, which is not. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm at Casa Niesman, enjoying the, one of the greatest meals of my life. The ravioli was fucking life changing, and the pork belly we just had was, it was Sacramento. I'm in the bathroom, slightly pleasuring myself, wishing Vince was here to lap it up. Oh, pork belly and ravioli in my mouth like your love juices. Neesman is legit. No more making fun of Neesman. Rick Bayless would be uh, fucking amazed. Peace. Jason and I read the same thing, and I think we should save that for a little bit later. Because there, there will, there, no, because there will probably there will probably be some. Like, stay tuned for later. Yeah, stay tuned for the fight. There'll be fisticuffs. 
Chris, you were tweeting something today. You were very excited that you finally not only have the book, but that you started uh, to read it. You want me to lead off with that or my, my, my other one? You're the boxer. Whatever side is your your um, okay, I'll I'll save I'll save I'll save the big surprise for 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 you a little bit later. Uh, oh. Yes, I finally and the second I, half of this episode is going to be packed. It I is, know, I know, right? Uh, I I forget who uh, who posted it on the message board, so I apologize for that. Uh, David, where's the format? Forum.bolton.podcast.com. <laughs> And apparently there and is. We do have a search version. Yeah, search yeah. version. Um, cool feature for the forum. <laughs> you can search for shit. Yeah, uh, but I for I Google for, motherfucker. I forget who had who had posted this, uh, but the the DC Comics 75th anniversary, the uh, the art of uh, uh, of myth making. Is that the is that the only wheel around here? Yeah. The um, yes. The what is? Let me see. Oh my the, goodness! The whole damn name on this is is seventy five years of DC Comics: The Art of Modern Myth Making by Paul Levitz. and uh, someone had posted on the forum that uh, that Tashin, the publisher, had reported that uh, that the first the first printing was just about sold out, and that they were going to go back to press in here in the next month or so. And if you if you wanted to get a first printing of it, that now was the time. I was like, okay, time to time to finally because I had ordered it once before, and whoever had fulfilled it through Amazon kind of screwed it up and it didn't get to me and blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, I'll worry about it later. So I decided to order it. I got it today. It is the most awesome book I have <laughs> ever ever seen. Just it's certain, ginormous. I saw it today. Certainly the, the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 not. I mean, okay. From a size standpoint, yes, it's it's huge. You 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 hold it, and it's kind of like the what the Lily Tom one thing, where she's you know sitting in the huge chair, <laughs> you know, where she's looking, you know, as the little kid. It's like that. You feel like a little kid holding. I picture Chris like Wilson from Home Improvement when he has it open and he's reading yeah. it. Yes, exactly. Um, first, first of all, it, it comes in in a, a briefcase style um, cardboard box with full printed graphics and a handle on it, so you can you can carry it like a, like a suitcase, and which is which is very cool. But then, whenever you get into the book, you know, besides the the actual size of the darn thing, the printing. That that they that they went through on this, the quality of the printing and the production is nicer than any book that I have ever ever seen. He's uh, not shitting you either. It's I mean, if they spared no expense on this thing, and and Vince has talked about Tashin before. When Tashin prints something, it, it's going to be the highest quality, the highest paper you know stock and yeah. and the actual printing on it they one they thing print. one thing about tashin books you don't want to work in the print shop when that when that job comes through because oh, it's going to be a nightmare it's got to be perfect yeah. oh, but, yeah. but you know it, it the the amount of press operators that i've met over the years these are the kind of jobs that they absolutely love because this is you know just like the the craft of like creating stuff the the craft of of printing it those guys love this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but the, the, 
what I was telling Vince earlier, the really cool thing about this right off the bat is that they break it down not by year but by era. So it's it's you know the the beginning years, uh, you know DC National, and then it goes into uh, the Golden Age, the Silver Age, the Bronze Age, uh, then what they call the Dark Age, and then the uh, the Modern Age. Well, each one of these sections is divided by a, a double-page spread that's printed on a metallic paper stock. So the Golden mm-hmm. Age is printed on this really heavy gold metallic card stock. And then the the Silver Age, the divider, is on silver. And it's got you know beautiful image of the showcase issue that uh, that the Flash debuted in. And then the Bronze Age and, and so on and so forth. Um, but what's cool for each age, as you get into the section, there's uh, a double gatefold that you know, so it so it folds out from the middle, so you have a four a full four page uh, timeline of the major works and events during that age, and it's it, the as big as the book is, they've reproduced like photography of original paste up artboards of you know, like Jerry Robbins Joker stuff and and Neil Adams, original Neil Adams art. So you can actually it's like the next best thing to seeing the actual original art. And it's ugh, creator spotlights and it's I mean it's a it's an art book, but it's a history book. It's it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Did they leave the original art dirty? Like they didn't go and clean up anything. You could still no, see browning. No, yeah, there, there's, there's uh, yellowing of, of the oh, pages. Beautiful, and, you know, like thumbprints, and and you know, you can still see the uh, the notes that are that are written, you know, in the margins around it, and white out, and you know, like you know, with tape, and it's it's you can tra- re- it's you really can tra- cool. Trace the process from that. Pretty much, I mean, yeah. it, it is it is the next best thing to seeing the the original art, and I mean, it goes it it starts at the the very beginning with like you know new fun comics, and it goes up to like Blackest Night. Oh, and, cool! And it's, huh. it's and it's every and when I say everything, it's everything in, in between. They um uh you know the House of Mystery issue that uh, that Swamp Thing uh, made his first appearance in. I thought that was House of Secrets. Or is it House of... Okay, House of Secrets. I don't know. I, I mean, my memory is shot. It could have been. I well, think they, it was House of Secrets, yeah. They have the... Um, 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 they have the original Bernie Wrightson uh, pencils for that, for that cover. Really? Yeah. That's very cool. It, it, it's, it, it's awesome. I mean, it's the entire the entire. I'm I'm really really glad I got. You it. know, I was I was really tempted to. If you've been on the fence about it, get it. Yeah, I was very tempted to get it, but there's a number of factors when one considers a book like that. The size. Where the hell do you store it? Because I know. It when, excites me. I I don't know what to do with it, but I want it. Whenever anyone posts pictures of their their uh, sanctum sanctorums or that that special room in which they keep their comics, the those that do have this seventy five five years of DC, it's always it sticks out like a sore thumb because they'll always have it in a spot for which a book that size was never designed because there isn't a shelf that's going to be no. able to hold that thing. 
No, not it. I had to, <laughs> I had to move where I had the uh, the Wednesday comics because this thing is like eight times as big as it. So. <laughs> Yeah, now, it's like when when Wednesday's Wednesday's comics looks like you know a pocket folder in comparison. Mini comic, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It, it's it's a mini comic. In but th- that's nothing new for Tashin. Um, some of their books, uh, most I think most notably the Goat Book, the greatest of all time, the Muhammad Ali thing. They issued some editions of that book with an actual table. Like a stand, the book would come with a display stand yeah. that you could put in your entranceway in your house if you you know so inclined, oh. or just like so, a huge piece of furniture that came with the book. Speaking of the uh, the Muhammad Ali Superman, now I told you about the double gatefold um, for the for the timeline on the eras. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever it's folded down, it's like a double page spread of of you know a. Uh, a famous image of some sort well the the folded down double gatefold for the bronze age is the the full wraparound cover of the superman versus muhammad ali good god it's awesome (laughs) i'm gonna wait for it to drop a little more i mean i've seen like 100 110 bucks i think it's gonna go down a little lower i i i wouldn't I wouldn't. Well, if it's going to be out of print, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't either. Well, yeah, no, the second I, printing. I, 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 um, you mean a yeah, second printing? Yeah, yeah, they're making might, a second yeah, printing. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah, probably true. You get a second printing, but if you want, if you want a first printing, you should probably hop on it. And if you're interested in in comics history or the process or you know anything, if you have any affinity for DC at all, it this is it's something that that you probably want it was funny because uh uh it can't it got delivered uh, at work and sal had huh. been like oh I, I don't want that thing and then we started looking through it and he's like oh, i'm gonna go order one yeah. <laughs> he's like this is, it's too cool it's too cool. yeah and you know from being in the printing business that metallic paper let's not even talk the difficulties of printing on it when you trim that stuff mm-hmm. it flakes like a mother Oh yeah, you can't really get a clean edge on, on uh-huh. but Tashin they managed to do it. I mean, from, from from a packaging and printing standpoint, as as an art director, I was in awe of it. It is it is j- just from a production standpoint, it's the most impressive retail book I, I've ever seen. I mean, this is yeah. the, the, for for comic book fans, this is your Gutenberg Bible. <laughs> nice nice very nice cool yeah i'll eventually get it it's something i have yeah it's awesome you think they're gonna make one for marvel um if marvel you know we were just talking about wednesday comics and the, and this is not a slight towards marvel at all i i really <laughs> enjoy the marvel uh omnibus line and and they've done they've done some nice things but as a rule dc is really kind of the one that puts out the the really nice archival stuff even the um uh the we were talking about this on ac the uh the walter simonson um you, you've heard about this this collection that IDW is putting out, right? Yeah. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the Simonson Thor uh, that they're doing it like the uh, the Dave Stevens Rocketeer, where yeah. it's the the reproductions of the actual original artwork, where they're they're shooting like like photos. It's photo 
production uh, of the original art. That's coming out from IDW. Right. It's Marvel. I don't think that Marvel has much interest in doing art books. And this is, without a doubt, I mean, say what it is. You can call it a history book or whatever. It is first and foremost. It is an art book. And I don't. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that uh, DC has been much more um, uh, proactive in terms of the. Oh, yeah, the, the chances they've been willing to take in collected editions. You know, they yeah. they 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 definitely play with the form factor a lot more. Yeah. Um, you know, Marvel, as is, I guess, typical of their uh, of their reputation, has a few formats that seem to work, and their whole thing is print everything, print yeah. it consistently, and that will. You know what I mean? Like, no, they, that's they, fine. They, that's fine. Yeah. I I just I I don't see I don't see Marvel put much of anything into a slipcase. You know. But I think the reason why, well, one of the reasons why, anyway, Marvel doesn't have that many evergreen titles, like well, Sandman. Too, yeah, and, I was going to say, Marvel yeah. doesn't really have, unless you're going to, which I guess they've done, retcon in the timely stuff and all of that, and I mean, like, I don't know that there's really a, even room oh, for Oh, there, there's, there's a lot of that with, uh, with, the, with the DC thing, because they go into, there's a whole section on Fawcett okay. uh, and, and uh, the, the Charlton stuff. And, yeah, they, so they, they, definitely, they definitely spend time on the publishers that they absorbed over the years. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Marvel could do something very similar to this with the, you know, the Atlas and Timely stuff and... Um, you know, I would I would love to see some 1940s era uh, Marvel, you know, reproduced at, at at this. And you know, it's better eh, than eh. better than the masterworks because I have a Marvel yeah. masterworks. There I think are, it's yeah. it's that it's horrible. The art the re- art reproduction is really bad. It's dark. It's grainy. Um, you, a lot of times you can't even make out the 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 text in the dialogue balloons on some. Well, they're getting better with that too. I mean, let's be. I mean, again, if we're, I don't know when what what masterworks you have, but I mean, the masterworks it, have been really. I mean, that's one thing where you have to give Marvel the nod. They they've been putting out masterworks since we were well since I was a kid. <laughs> I mean, they've been putting yeah. them out for over twenty years now, or close. Yeah, to where 20 the hell years. is it? I have really? it here. What's that? Oh yeah, they yeah. they Marvel put out the masterworks in the late eighties. Yeah, that's the late what I mean. 80s. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I haven't bought a Masterworks in, I mean, I don't know since I since they first started coming out. So I don't I don't know if they've gotten better. I assume they've gotten better in terms of their right. But the, the majority oh, of yeah, the of those of the recoloring, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, just, that was I all. Never justify the price. It's like what? It's like six no. issues for what? Fifty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fifty nine yeah. well, now. Just like those, yeah. um, like all those beautiful. I mean, they're beautiful, but the the archives, like the. Because you know the Nexus the archives, Chronicles, are, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The they're awesome. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. you know, they're only like five, six issues, and it, it yeah. can add up. Right. I mean, you really yeah. need, like, uh, yeah. Especially it's, if it's a long-running series. I mean, seriously, you're going to buy the Fantastic Four, Marvel, Master. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. college, you're buying your comics. So I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, I'm pretty sure Chris Marshall of the Collected Comics Library owns. I I could be wrong, but I I know at least at one point he owned every Masterworks. Like I yeah. I, I think that's one of the things he collects. So I you he, know, own, um, he owns and hopefully I'm not speaking out of school for Chris, but I believe that he owns every Masterwork and every DC archive. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Makes, wow. yeah, I think that's right. And if you were, I mean, if if you've been getting them since the beginning, then maybe I could see you wanting to keep going on with it. But I mean, it'd be really silly to try to get all of the Amazing Spider-Man Marvel Masterworks at this point. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. keep there, up with it. Is there ever going to be an Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus Volume Two? 
I don't uh, know. Probably sometime. I mean, yeah. They've been, they've been cranking out the omnibus. I mean, Marvel's been yeah. putting out a lot. I mean, not only have they been putting out a bunch of omnibus, but they've been doing a lot of the, not quite omnibus, but still the big collections of all the old, yeah. uh, like, events like Atlantis Attacks they have now and Acts of Vengeance. And, yeah. I mean, I'd, like, I'd like to out. see them stop making the 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 omnibus of the the really new stuff as much as i as much as i loved the um like immortal iron fist i have all that in single issues i don't need an omnibus of it you know I, damn, I, damn them yeah <laughs> you know interesting you know you get me 16 issues and they're all yeah, the size you know, it's an interesting point yeah. you bring up because i think about that a little bit i mean i, I always assumed that the omnibus meaning and when we say that i guess what i, I guess what we mean really for for those that because each, you know, there's a couple different companies that call them different things. But what we mean, really mean are these hard, hardbound collections that are oversized. They have lots of content. You know, at least I would say twenty to thirty issues of content. Right. right yeah. And and I, I I agree. Like I don't I really have an issue one way or the other that Marvel's putting them out. Presumably they're they're doing it because there's a demand. But I am surprised that like there would be demand for like you said like. Um, like a, a relatively new comic that just came out that you'd have a demand for like a 20, 30 issue run of it just because yeah. un- unless you're double dipping, how do you know you're going to enjoy it enough to buy 30 issues worth of the content? Like I could see someone that's never read Fantastic Four's first 30 issues buying the Omnibus just because they know there's historical significance. Right. I could see someone like with this Thor. Frank, Thor, Frank, Miller's, uh, Frank Miller's Daredevil. Yeah, or even with this, yeah. this, the Thor, the, the Simonson. I mean, I know that seems, that thing's flying off the shelves. Now, I double dip there, but again, that's one of those things where I could see people just not, they've already read it, but it was so long ago, and they don't either have the issues anymore, or they don't know where to find them. And or, it's, it's the run that other Thor stories get. Yeah, to. exactly. Exactly. And then they I, had, oh, God, no. No, I, I mean, when it comes to, I mean, I, I can see, I can understand. Simonson's Thor. I can understand Miller's Daredevil, and and I get Chris's point about you know the Brew Baker fraction, Immortal Iron Fist, but and and we have um, which I love, which I love. We have the complete Grant Morrison New X Men. We and and so I mean we have old and new with Spidey with Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the Jim I, I Lee X Men was just solicited last month, right? And I think I think Jason and I would probably be out of the four of us would be the only two to to buy a. a an omnibus of Power Man and Iron Fist. If they decided to go that route, I mean, oh, so there are sure. okay. So I mean, there are there are some things that will would pull at your heartstrings and and say, okay, you know what? I really want to get that, even though you could get all of the Power Man and Iron Fist out of the quarter bin. But it, it's I, I part of me just thinks that a lot of it has to do with how unfortunately how the contracts are made these days, and and you know, in this way, it becomes a a um, an oversized hardcover, like like the three volumes of, of Runaways by uh, by Vaughn and Alfona, and then and then it becomes a, a maybe a premier hardcover, and then it becomes a trade, and it's just the way that I guess the business side of it has has worked itself out, and and now you know, which is why I remember Bendis talking about it a few years ago, where you know when it comes time for his new Avengers work to to be uh, to be collected and, and it'll be just, immortalized, it'll just be. His stories, if even if it's a crossover, and then because that's just how the royalties are, are paid out, and, and and that's how that's sad things, and and it's and and yeah, it it does bum me a bit that that the business side of things when it comes to the creators these days is is you know that's that's what kind of makes it it's in their contract to to solicit a, a hardcover collection before 
a trade comes out, things like that. Yeah. And yeah. It, I, well, I just I, find I just find it odd that you know I sit here and I look there. There's three volumes of the Tomb of Dracula omnibus, and only one Amazing Spider-Man. It just yeah, it strikes me as as odd. Yeah, it is true. Well, I, I, I do but again, you, going to the royalties, then when when it comes time to that second omnibus, you're going to have you know the first few issues that they're going to pay Ditko, and then the rest is going to go to Romita Senior. So maybe there's an uh, issue. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, you know, maybe that's it. Is it because the uh, the Amazing Spider the first one is all the Dick stuff? Just Lee, yeah. And 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 once they once they leave that, it has to be they'll be paying money to to Ramita Senior. Mm-hmm. Preposterous. Could be, although you think they wouldn't mind paying Ramita. <laughs> no, you definitely would think yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be screaming from the the mountaintop when they finally release the Romnibus. I oh, know oh, it, it's a snowball's chance. I know it'll it's a, never happen. It'll never it's happen. A, yeah. d- speaking of Rom, did did any of you read Annihilators number two? Uh, no, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's got the uh, um, dire race in it. Yeah, and they do reference they keep referring Rom. Referring to him as him, right? Like my husband, the, <laughs> your husband, or him. It's a, they'll never say Rom. It's almost like an inside, jo- like a running gag now. Right. That you, you can only reference Rom as the other guy. Right. Right. <sighs> and and again about that issue, I don't. Uh, you could probably take my comments from the first issue and mirror them to to the second one. Main story, fantastic. I love the Annihilators. This Rocket Raccoon thing, it's it's just not working for me. Huh. Does it have Does it have Rocket Raccoon in it? Yeah, it yeah, and but it's, it's awesome. No, it's not. It's the same. Dude, the, I the am, coolest thing. You know how <clears throat> when we were gushing about Groot back in the day, it was awesome when he always say Groot, and it was. It turns out Groot's a he's a faker. He's not, yeah. he's not. He's not. He's not the king of his of his tree no, planet after all. He's not. He's not. And and that he, always, he just lied. To pump, he pumped up his resume. But I mean uh-huh. that plays into this issue a little bit. HR caught him, huh? The yep. the I am Groot thing is funny for two pages, but the Rocket Raccoon thing is almost every page. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. Over and over and over again. It's. It's getting well, to the got, point well, where hating, I'm not hating. It's just it's flat. It, fa- it fell flat. There's there's a there's a uh, a machine gun wielding mushroom. That's cool. If I if the mushroom was in it the whole time, I'd be loving it. But because the artwork's fantastic, I I, I really think um, uh, Timothy Green is yeah, is settled settled in a really nice he spot. He is really good. I've liked his stuff dating back to before Annihilation. Yeah, I, the, the artwork carried it for me. I, I I really enjoyed looking at the beautiful line work and the. the I never the, see the, him on anything else. Well, maybe this will propel him into the stratosphere, as it were. But I do like him. For the 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 main draw for me is the is the the uh, the lead in story. Oh God, it's getting great, really good. Dire Wraiths, favorite. Well, yeah, yeah this like is they a wrote it for me. House, this, this I know it. I know it. So that's that. I just had to bring up Rom because any can, any chance I could yeah, bring up the yeah. the first son of Galador, I will. <laughs> nice. And Brandy Clark's in it, mm-hmm. so that's always cool. On her armor, I hope that I hated it. She armor. does call for it though. With, with her triangle, with, she with that, she like, calls. She said, "Bring me my head. armor. I'm gonna go kick ass." And they're like, "Sweetie, you can't. Out of it. You yeah. can't do it." What about Torpedo? He dead. Torpedo was awesome with the friggin' gauntlets, the, the, the fans on his gun. Yes! He had bling before bling was even invented. That's true. Yeah. Before Jacob's jeweler even, even was Jacob. 
<laughs> torpedoes. Oh, he's another one of my favorites. You can't go wrong with Rom. You no, really you can't. can't. People forget, too, these, that lasted well over, what, 70 issues? 75, 75 issues. Yep. yep. Walking off into the sunset. It was some really cool stuff, too. Dude, yeah, it was literally pretty, it was walking cool, off. Right? Uh, my, uh, my, my, my now eight-year-old had uh, three of his buddies over for his birthday, like a, like a play date, you know? And uh, they're sitting there hanging out, like, and, and one of them says that, uh, like, they, Colin showed him the, my comic room, you know? So the one is like, Mr. Wood... Um, my dad gave me some old comics, some old Marvel comics that I have, and 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 I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. You know, like, what do you have? And he's like, I don't remember the names, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll let you know what, what they are. And I said, oh, that'd be great. So my wife, you know, she call, she calls me yesterday at work. She's like, hey, uh, uh, David, who's uh, who's my Colin, who's Colin's friend. Uh, when I dropped uh, Colin off for his play date today, um, he was so cute. He wrote down on a piece of paper the. Uh, the two issues that he wanted to to tell you that he had, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome! What are they?" Uh-oh. So, so he uh, it was pretty. It's like they're totally random, but it's uh, it's it's it was uh, a 1978 issue of Devil Dinosaur, oh. <laughs> right? It was awesome. Yep, number fourteen. Raise him right. Yep, and um, and uh, fourteen and, Devil Dinosaur. I mean, number, no, no, no. Sorry, uh, Devil Dinosaur. He had Devil Dinosaur number one, and then he had. Then he had Warlord of the Marvel version of of John Carter, Warlord of Mars. Wow. Nice. Ernie Chan. Wait, wait, which number? 14. Oh, okay. I don't have that one. Yeah, the day. Uh, what was the name of the, the, the planet that they were at? Or, or whatever. I Bar- the Barsoom. Right? Uh, was it Barsoom? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. But but uh, it was pretty dope. So I looked him up That's for sweet. him and I, I showed awesome. him on comic book DB, like, you know, about them and um and uh yeah i mean you know obviously i I explained to him that that his dad has good taste i mean he's got a jack kirby comic and he's you know he's got a uh you know he has a um um uh john, john carter, carter. <laughs> uh marv wolfman wrote uh john carter the card yeah carter. oh yeah the whole run i think yep you know yeah. that, so. that that's another thing and and we may have we may have mentioned before looking through the the dc book it, marv wolfman like owned comics for for a while. Hell yeah. Oh that, yeah. The the that, only title that could ever compete with the X-Men. Yeah, he was Bendis. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was Bendis. Well, yeah, as, but, but he was yeah. also an editor, which is true. Like, is true. The, the line that Bendis won't won't cross, but yeah, he Yet. Yeah, yeah, I know. Although Bendis has certainly crossed that talent coordinator line. And he, yeah. <laughs> and 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 Wolfman orchestrated a um a reboot. So, you know, you can't over at DC, so it. I heard no, that that, that Titans Games is really honest to God coming out. Yeah, is that bad? Yeah, it resolicited again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years, dude. It's a long time in comic book years. <laughs> Universes born and are born and, and destroyed read? in that time. The imprints, lines, and and publishers. I, I, I think it's going to read. I hope it reads the way the original uh, type. Yeah, his original one on Titans. Yep. Yeah, that would that would be cool. I want to be transported back back to that day. I want to be able well, to put that down and and also then just go and read some of those old fifty and sixty cent cover yeah. prices. Well, you obviously. can always imagine that it's being narrated by a you know a, a person who oh, is an there. Outside, at, uh, yeah, uh, no, an outside witness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, that's the it doesn't look the same, but it's correct. <laughs> so I'm not worried. Well, you know, speaking of that, it's uh, it's probably not not coincidence that uh, DC's. Dipping their toes into the to the uh, omnibus format too, they solicited the the new Teen Titans omnibus this past month. 
yeah. which is uh, well, the, a collection well, of, of all those original uh, Wolfman Perez issues. Yeah, and they How had many? done the, uh, the Green Lantern omnibus, which looked pretty I th- good. I think 25 ins. What's First the price 25? on that? Well, oh, I don't remember. Like 100 the, bucks. Where when Chris just mentioned the the Green Lantern on the bus, that that's just a, a hardcover color version of of the first showcase volume. Yeah, oh, okay. this green this Green Lantern omnibus that I saw at Borders, seventy five dollars. Seriously, yeah, for the first what like twenty, it's 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 the the issues of Showcase. Hey, Mar- Marvel Marvel charged a hundred dollars for the Secret Wars omnibus. Calm down. Yeah, well, but it's, whatever. But, but I. It, this is DC, I think though. the size format is. I think the physical dimensions of it are bigger on the Secret Wars omnibus. I don't think the more paper. The um, the DC om- omnibuses are not as physically imposing. We'll we'll say. Right, right. Writing mm-hmm. writing the liner notes for this episode is going to be a bitch. That's all I want to say. <laughs> they should uh, be. <laughs> and speaking of omnibus, what's what has my heart beaten? The announcement that we heard. Or not the announcement, but the the solicitation that that we we read on Amazon this week. The I Commandy know. Omnibus. Oh, I thought you were oh, about the, nice. the hundred bullets uh, collection. I thought you were going to say yeah. the McFarland Michelini uh, Spider Man Omnibus. Yeah. Is that happening too? Yes. Oh no! The, I, yeah, Marvel's making nice with the image guys now. They got the uh, they got the Jim <laughs> Lee X Men coming out. They got the McFarland Spidey coming out. Yeah, Kirkman has them. Uh, you know, quaking. <laughs> but uh, Commandy Omnibus, Marvel I gotta get that. The, Must get. Oh God, stop! You make my wine come up. <laughs> You're wang. Well, anger there, company no. man. <laughs> yeah, Commandy, that's a good time. I'm gonna definitely buy that for sure. Yeah, Jack Kirby's greatest work in a in a beautiful new format. How pristine. many greatest work can one guy have? No, I always I. Didn't they already do the fourth world? Oh. oh no, no, no. Commandy's better. Oh, With the first the spy, Superman faces. I always said, always that Commandy oh, was, was good. Well, we said it as you crack up. I know. Yeah. It's it, you're talking about Fuck Kirby man. and there's crackle. It's it's perfect. Oh Kirby crackle. Years. I know, that was great. That was awesome. Thank you. See that? I'm raising my glass to you, boo. All right, nice. Mm-hmm. Speaking of raising glasses, I want to raise my glass to what you're reading, David. Oh man, dude! You know what, dude? I've been and and this is probably gonna put you on the spot. So I've been I've I've been dying to find out if um and I and I I ask this knowing that you do have a ton of things to read. Have Have you started the Grimjack trade? Uh, no. Okay. No, and and it's 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 on this list of things things sitting right next to me of things I want to read, but no, I haven't. I have um. The, the Friday, um, coworker of mine came into work with um, with a few oldish um, comics. This is, I, I guess, the, the the deli she frequents in the morning. They they have this little they have a little selection of, of comics from um, a novelty shop, I guess, nearby because the way they were packaged, two comics to a to a package. So she she comes in with um, with, with uh, an issue of. Uh, two issues of, of Usagi Ojimbo, uh, two issues of X Factor, one of which was the f- second issue. Uh, the other issue was issue 40 with Robert Liefeld pencils and, and Al Milgram inks. But I read, um, actually, before we started tonight, I read Marvel Fanfare number seven. Oh, nice. And, and, uh, and, and the second issue really, the second story in the issue really kind of, um, 
didn't put me in a happy place. It, it's it's huh. I, I love I, I love Marvel fanfare. I mean, aside from from um, it it being an anthology, it's um, I mean, if if there was ever a book that just let you buy inventory stories. It was Marvel fanfare, and and uh, the first story has a um, is story written by uh, Stephen Grant, pencils by Joe Barney, who, and uh, inks by George Freeman, and it is a it is a Hulk story where it is actually Hulk versus the Blob, huh. and uh, Unis the Untouchable. Yes. And uh, and it's it's a uh, not not anus Vince. And I, it is, no, I think it, Jason is the only person in the world that could get excited over Unis. <laughs> Mr. Dude, it's all about the Ohatmu. This um, it was it was a pretty fun story with, with with Hulk and and versus the Blob because he actually moved the uh, the Blob because there's no one stronger than the Hulk. But um, damn Skippy. The uh, the the art is is um. It's it's fitting for this story. No, I mean, I mean, this guy isn't going to, you know, Joe Barney is not going to illustrate, you know, Secret Wars or or, or an event anytime soon. But right. and if you go to Comic Book DB, you'll see he he's done maybe some stories like in What If and things here and there. I don't think he's done anything since like maybe 1989. I don't know much about Joe Barney, but I mean, as far as drawing the Hulk and little and, do you know that was Jim Lee's pen name before pen name, yeah, back in the day. Um, so it's. Um, you know, it, it, it works. It services this this particular tale. The second story, um, and, you know, I, knowing his current situation, it, it really pains me to say this, but I, um, I, I, Bill Mantlo did not make me happy. Aww. Reading, reading the second story because it's a wow. Daredevil story. And it's a Daredevil story where Daredevil comes in because a um, there's a driver of a Daily Bugle delivery van who, who dies, and 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 the van is going to crash into a bunch of people, and uh, and as he's uh, he's barreling down the sidewalk, Daredevil comes down, swooping in and rescues this little boy. Problem is, little boy is um, is blind, and the little boy's seeing eye dog got away. And the uh, it was, of course, seeing eye dog is trained not to leave its master, but it was the dog's first day out with his 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 master, and uh, and so the dog runs away. And the rest of the story is Daredevil trying to find this dog in New York City, and uh, which of course has to be easy. He ends up at the shelter, and. Um, and you know, I'll just say that there are reasons why I do not care for reading stories like oh, *Beast of Burden*. Oh, Bill Mantlo's like on your shit list, isn't he? Uh-oh. It's um, it it basically, you know, all right. The 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 last the last couple panels are uh, the narrator's telling Daredevil, "You are a hero. Those with whom you have interacted in your hero's role have dubbed you the man without fear. They were wrong. Tonight you are afraid. For soon you must leave this place, this shelter." And tell a small blind boy who trusted you that sometimes heroes fail. Well, sometimes they do. They do. I could have done without seeing the euthanized dogs in one of the panels. Uh, but did the kids' dog get euthanized? Daredevil, yes. Daredevil didn't get there in time. Daredevil did not get there in time. Uh, well, that's bring out Bob Barker. Hey, 
do yourself a favor, have your pet spayed or neutered so that you don't <laughs> oh, have this problem. Yeah, this no, is really. A dog, dude, this was not. This was not like this was a stray. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it was it was it was a pretty after story. It wasn't something I was looking forward to <laughs> to read, man. It's like, dude, really, really. Yeah. So uh, thank you, 1982. But, uh, <laughs> so, Never uh, to see you again. You, but you have to admit, though, there was a lot of great material in Marvel Fanfare. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That, uh, oh, yeah. Jim Starlin, Hulk versus the Thing uh, the, uh, Smackdown. Uh, Perez, uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Bernie Wright, not Bernie Wrightson, uh, Barry Windsor Smith Thing story is great. The, uh, oh, they, with the, yeah, the, 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 the April Fool's Day. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. I love that. Ma- Mazzucchelli's Angel story. Oh, does it get better? First issue had a Michael Golden cover with uh, Spider Man and Angel and no, was it Sauron. Sauron, yeah. Sauron, um, yeah. It was. That's no, to me I, one of, I, for some reason, that's one of the most iconic covers of all time. I don't know why. I, just I know, right? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, really it, nothing it, all that special about it. I know. In, in terms know, of, it's, it's also that Marvel fanfare logo. Yeah. It, it, you, I could still picture the typeface and everything. It was. Just, it was a direct market title, no ads, cover to cover. Uh, yeah, the first inside cover has a has a little editorial by. Editor Al Milgram and 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 usually the last page had something by by Jim Shooter. The back cover had something to do with the second story in the book. It was it really was. I mean, you know, if if you went if if you were a direct market junkie, then then you know, Marvel Fanfare was one of the books that you know you just it, it was made for that that market. And, well, let's uh, be honest though, that comic existed on the uh, inertia generated by that michael golden story for a lot of issues i mean that was the shit back then when those i think the savage land story went through issue three didn't it the the, the spider-man savage land thing and i remember way back when i mean everybody was talking about that It, it was it was the shit and i i can also remember at one time marvel had this card set that was the famous first issues and you had your you know your standbys the uh, amazing spider-man number one fantastic four number one all legendary covers and i remember thinking what the hell is this marvel fanfare number one card doing in here this doesn't belong with this but it, it must have been that popular back in the day that i don't know it was all over the place yeah it's good stuff there, too. There is a uh, there is a trade. I think I don't know if it's like the first seven issues or something, but there is there is one trade so far collecting the the first few issues of uh, of Marvel Fanfare for those who are just. I mean, it's and it's the stories are I guess in continuity, but they really are they're not throwaway stories, but they they really are just just inventory stories. It's yeah. like you know, I I have a Quicksilver story, so you know, I I, I drew twelve twelve pages of the story. I wrote twelve pages of the story, and and you know, I have nowhere else to put it. We'll put it in here, and it wasn't it wasn't like um like it was epic or or the icon line where you know it was creator owned characters. These were characters owned by Marvel, and and I, I can I this is why I I you know. You could make fun of, or or just say, "Well, what the hell else has Joe Barney done?" But I I'm a big fan of not just anthology books, but like New Talent Showcase from DC. I want Ooh. to see, I want to see somebody, I want to see somebody get their feet wet. I I want to see Dark Horse somebody, presents. You know, I I just yeah, oh, no, well no no no, no. Dark Horse present has had some had some pretty established. Well, uh, no, like, well I'm I'm just talking from an anthology standpoint okay. of. Yeah. But I, I, I want to see, you know, I, I don't want somebody who hasn't 
establish themselves as as you know running with a new title. I, I'd like to see you know listen. Let me let me make sure you can tell the story sequentially, and 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 you're good at it. And we're going to put you in like you know the first few issues of Marvel Fanfare or, or New Talent Showcase, and then you know and and I. But I also think back of the days where, you know, if you look at the, if you look at the Overstreet Price Guides and you see, you know, not only do you look at the, when the issues, what, what was important about those issues as far as it being like the origin of Molecule Man, but I like seeing first, first art by John Byrne or, or, or things like that. Right, right, if, right. If, if I can find an old showcase or, or, or an anthology style book, find, you know, if, if I look through Mayhem for the, the four issue series from Dark Horse and, and I see, you know, Doug Monkey, drew the mask story and Chris Warner drew a story in there. But if that was, if that was one of the creator's first work, I kind of covered those things. I, I really like finding someone's first time out and it doesn't have to be a complete issue by this creator. I, I, I like little short stories where, you know, he was just trying to get a feel for what he's doing. Yeah. You know, I, I think that has been replaced with the event tie in. Yeah, I, yeah, I that's a good. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Yeah, or, you're right. Or, or you know, the new Herc ongoing. But yeah, no, you're right. Ooh, burn. <laughs> not John. Oh Burns. snap! Can you, David? What was John Burns? I know it was at Carlton. Was it Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch? Uh, it was Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say either that or Emergency, but you're right. Yeah, Wheelie was his first uh, published work at a at a major comic publisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for John. <laughs> good, 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 for that. good for you, John. Yeah. Kids going. Good luck with those polar bears. Yeah, he what does. Up with, okay, what is up with the polar bear? You did there, not see that cover? There's a cover of Jurassic Park with a it woman looks like being an alien from Star Trek. Yeah, so a woman a being attacked by a polar bear, and it's like <laughs> it's it looks like the Joker mated with a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's what came out. <laughs> Yeah, he's had issues with like dogs and stuff. And <laughs> he has issues well, with his characters too. If you look at hey, what he's doing with the win next man, woo man, he's destroying his characters. But it's funny. Okay. <laughs> cut, cut the first true superstar of comics some fucking slack. Mm, wow! First, first true superstar. I think so. Wow! I, I think that would be Jack, but. Okay. Nah, it, I, I would say Neil, like superstar Neil Adams, maybe Neil Adams, but but yeah, burn right there, right there, Jason. Yeah, Vincent. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as old as Vince. Oh, uh, I know. Was, what, what was it like whenever when Neil Adams was you know on the scene? What was he like? Was it like superstar creator? Were, it, he was worshipped as a god. Okay. He. I mean, who? There were. He was really the first. I think um, tried to draw in a realistic style. I and mean, yeah, and rightly so. He he injected, honest to god, realism. There, yeah. yeah, there was. It, way, there we've, had, we've had very lengthy Neil Adams. Uh, yep. Discussions over the years. The, the man. The man is. I mean, a, not about science, but at least about comic books. Yeah. Well, you never mm-hmm. know. He could be. He could have the last laugh at all your asses. You know, I, I just. I just. And I was. I was a little dig there at our elder statesman but you know i just you know being being a product of the 80s there was no bigger creator in comics than burn period i agree he he was he was that's true everybody wanted to be john burn who who could draw absolutely if you drew you wanted to be john burn yeah yeah yep Yep. it's the truth 
I've been taught I shall never taste food as good as Chris Neesman made. His ravioli with black truffle. It got my dick nice and hard and full. And Jason even tried the pork belly and like that. Jason. Oh, look what I did. Vincent. I'm so weird. She did. I was going to write John Byrne in my little notebook, and I wrote Jason. Uh, so <laughs> you, you got me on your mind. Jason and I read the same thing for this week. Two instances of the same thing. One, uh, he let in, he let me in on the fact that he did not like it uh, nearly as much as I did. And the second one, I'm guessing, he didn't say, but I'm guessing he loved it. And both are from Vertigo. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, dun, you're dun, half dun, right. Co-host Counterpoint. No, you read Cinderella, right? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah that was the other one I was hinting at. Oh, but the, okay, okay. But, but, but okay. the first one is um, the Lucifer trade. The first Lucifer trade called Devil, the, Devil in the Gateway by Mike Carey and a host of artists. Now, I'm going to let Jason tell you about this first, and then I'll just jump in later because <coughs> well we should say that it uh well i need i need you to set up something for me though because okay uh, as people know that have listened i have never read an issue of sandman oh um don't know anything about it well me that's true. i mean I, I know what it's sort of about but i i've not read it i i don't i don't know if it if the praise is deserved or not i but i, I just have no frame of reference so i know that lucifer because it says it in the these comics uh, is is a spin out of 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 Sandman. So, right. what was Lucifer's role uh, in in Sandman before this? Well, he was the big bad in Hell. He was the the, the head honcho, and in Season of Mists, he uh, Season of Mist. Sorry, mm-hmm. he decides that he's pretty much had it with perdition and abdicates, relinquishes his position. Okay, so so in gives- Sandman, he's he's good old Lucifer. Yes, the, he's the, the, yeah. He's Satan, the head of hell, and then because right. So, so in this comic, which is the trade collects the, a three issue miniseries, um, which uh, has the subtitle of I think what Morning Star Option. The Morning Star Option, yeah, yeah. Right? And then and then it then it collects the first four issues of what what then becomes the the fairly lengthy ongoing, correct? Right, right, yeah. right. Um, and then in this, it it sets the tone right, Lucifer. Uh, see, I didn't know any of that backstory. It's just that it's it's clear that Lucifer is on Earth. He's abdicated his throne as the head of hell, and uh, they kind of he's given a task in uh, the Morningstar option of which he decides to undertake. Um, oh man, uh, I, 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 <laughs> I, I I think he's selling it a little short there. Okay, there's, there, there's a little more to it than that. The the neat thing about Lucifer abdicating his position was that the job was picked up by heaven yes in, in the in the form of uh the angels duma and uh remiel but the cool thing about the morning star option was that carrie kept playing around with that role reversal thing where now heaven is in charge of hell in the morning star option heaven comes to lucifer to make a deal with him and that's usually the uh uh, provenances, as you say, of the devil himself, right? 
That's what the devil does. He makes deals. So in this, you have the, uh, um, an agent of the heavenly host coming down and not so much pleading, but listen, there's something messy going on. Heaven doesn't want to get its, its hands dirty. Do you think maybe you can take care of this for us? And Lucifer, being the trickster and the, the schemer, sure, I can do it for you, but you need to grant me uh, a letter of passage. And what a letter of passage does is it allows Lucifer to go anywhere in the the uh, pan-dimensional uh, construct of reality that he wants to. So that's a very powerful piece of, that's a very powerful artifact. In the hands of the devil, it's probably Dis, you know, disgustingly powerful. But what does he want it for? We don't know yet in this in this thing. So it's 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 a nice little flip flop that that carries playing around with. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're doing a much better job than I would be right now. Um, want me to flesh it out a little more? Let me let me just get this out of the way, and then you can flesh it out all you want. Um, <laughs> I, I did not care for this at all. I, uh, I if if this is indicative of of what Sandman is like, then I. It's even further down my list of things I want to run out and, oh. and catch up. <laughs> this is better than Sandman. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, you know, I, I've been on record. Oh, we haven't talked a lot about it on the show because I think I'm the only one that reads it in issues. But I, I've been on record several times as saying I do think the unwritten, the praise for the unwritten is well-deserved. And I think Mike Carey's done a great job with that book. Um, and, and I know some people are not such a fan of unwritten because it's it's quote-unquote wordy. So I can't say that reading this I was necessarily surprised by how wordy it is. But I, it this this was an absolute chore for me to get through. Oh, I mean, I I, I just I mean, my eyes were rolling in the back of my head with some oh. of the dialogue. I mean, I just it it just felt so unbelievably put upon and self important for a comic book. I just was like, who gives two shits about these oh, characters? Oh, Jason, you're yeah, you're it breaking really my it, heart. Uh, it 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 was just it, one of those things where the the stars align, and it just was. A book that just dealt with subjects that I really just could not care about at all. I mean, oh. I just is just I felt like I've read the, the 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 devil and the deal so many times before, and I I just uh, there was no humor in it. Like there is like like I I love preacher because it pokes fun at at, at some of those tropes, uh, and, and and there's a little bit of, of snickering to it. Uh, I there there to, to me this just felt so. So self-important. I just uh, honestly, I didn't. I just didn't enjoy it at all. I, I, I really. I'm. I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care for it at all. <sighs> well, anyway, <laughs> I, in, uh, <laughs> I, I just. Uh, oh man, I thought it was a slog. I really okay, did. Okay. <laughs> well, in in the so in the Morningstar option, uh, the thing that's causing all the problems for heaven is. Way back in the time before language, uh, the, the existing human beings were spiritual in a sense that they, they realized that there was something out there and they, they made alms to these things. And, uh, because there was no language, they couldn't speak, they couldn't communicate. The, uh, the old gods are called the voiceless gods. They're, they're these shapeless gray shadows that, that existed in this time before language and and these old gods are pissed off because they've been cast aside once language was uh, the once language arose we could better formulate our thoughts and you know uh david faust has in his tagline uh 
you know, God is a byproduct of language. I'm paraphrasing. And that's very true, I think. Um, and because these gods are, are ticked off, they unleash this thing called a uh, variety, which is this cons- conceptual thing that transforms desires into reality. And it's not doing good things uh in in our reality i mean people are are having these these which is a good thing in my book but in the book it's not these random sexual encounters or you know their their greatest wishes their desire is being fulfilled but the thing is this girl rachel Begay, who is uh, half navajo and and uh she's in a bad situation her brother seems to have some kind of palsy and he's, he's, he's pretty much like a yeah he's like a, a, a you know like a severely vegetable. severely disabled right right and uh she has to tend to him when her father goes out and and the father devotes all his attention to this uh, her brother Paul because he i mean he can't do anything by himself he can't eat he can't communicate uh every bodily function has to be monitored and maintained so i mean she's tired of it so one night she has her friends over and they're having a little party and the brother throws a fit and throws up on her and she just says why don't you just choke and the kid chokes and dies because the variety made her desire real so lucifer and rachel's paths cross and they eventually take care of business but not in the way that rachel would hope and it's just lucifer does get the letter of passage which plays heavily into you know, a, a future storylines. And so that's just the first th- three issues. That was the, the Sandman presents, uh, Lucifer, but the meat of this book, I think it's a masterpiece. And this is what just, I, I was so sad when Jason said it, it was painful. It, it's a story called Six Card Spread. And Lucifer being the son of perdition, of course he would opt for a, a, a spread numbering in six. What, what he wants to do is he has this letter of passage, but he does not trust heaven as far as he can throw it. Uh, so Lucifer and his right hand woman, Mazikeen, travel. Let me stop you right there. Mazikeen, oh my, I mean, dude, like, I get that she can't speak well because mm-hmm. I don't know if she's missing her tongue or whatever it is, but. I, I, I couldn't goddamn understand a word she was saying. It's like it's almost like the Zaytana thing, where you know some people are annoyed that you have to read her stuff backwards. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I it was so annoying to have to try and read those word balloons and try and you, figure out what she was saying that I just you have stopped to speak caring. it. You can't read it. You have uh, to speak well, it. There you go. It's written for those who haven't read Lucifer. Mazakine speaks. Uh, her dialogue is written onomatopoetically. Which means phonetically. It's not, the, the words are slurred and she speaks like, it's really uh, garbled speech. And the, the, the text, like, like Dave Sim did in, in Sandman. He, he wrote the text not in the way it would read, but the way it sounded. So you almost have to speak her dialogue in order to get the meaning of it. Uh, and so Lucifer and Mazikeen go to Hamburg to seek the aid of the fallen angel Melios who not only is he the custodian of all mankind's written word, but he's the uh, very adept at divination. He and Lucifer, in the time before the fall, created a living tarot deck. I don't think Lucifer played that much part in it other than posing for a card, but this this Melios, he, he created a living tarot deck. And Lucifer wants Melios to pull out the old deck and tell me, you know, 
what's going on with this letter? Is it real? Am I going to be double crossed? But that's not, I mean, that's, that's just one storyline. The cool thing about this, this three, these three issues, um, is there's six cards in the spread that Lucifer is, is, uh, soliciting from this Melios. There's six characters whose stories intertwine in this story. You have this kid named Carl, who's a sexually confused Caucasian. He works in Melios's bookstore, and the kid's drafted into a skinhead gang. Then you have this uh, South Asian guy named Jayish. I think I'm pronouncing it right, Jayish, who is really gay, has a crush on Carl, and doesn't know how to uh, approach the guy. Uh, then, you, of course, you have Melios. You have a woman named Jill Peterson, who is a magician's assistant, who has dreams of having her own act. You have a white supremacist named Gunter, who is in charge of the gang that Carl eventually gets roped into. And you have Lucifer himself. If you take a step back and look at the crux of all their stories, each one is the embodiment of one of the uh, tarot cards, one of the trumps. That's clever. Did you did you get that when you read it, or you just? Uh, no, I don't think I did. It was too too painful. But no, because you have uh, Jayish, who's innocence. You have Gunter, okay. who who I'm assuming is the rage card. He he, I mean, and and he, Gunter manipulates Carl into actually physically wounding the the jayish kid it's it's really disturbing but i think the story's a friggin masterpiece just carrie is so adept at stringing words together listen to this it's just one panel from the the, the time when well there's um, a lot of words in each panel that's for sure I, I, i'll agree with you it's <laughs> it, it's thick you you cannot barrel through these stories you have to you have to put the time in it, it's it's in the day before the fall and Lucifer is posing for Melios, and he's doing the Lightbringer tarot card. Listen to this. I just ate this up because this is some of the best dialogue that I don't care what you say. This is brilliant. Listen to this. So uh, Melios is drawing, and he says, The mind and the soul trace the line that the hand will follow, but the movements that the hand does not make matter just as much. The drawing must subsume all undrawn lines and all potential figures into a perfect stasis. That is friggin' gold. That's brilliant. Well, see, it's brilliant too because that's like your that's that's your, my thing. That's your art is everything thing, which is cool. Yeah. Well, that's your thing, and I get that it was grooving for you. But in the context of the story, it just seemed like pablum to me. It was like, what's the point? Like, I, why he's like he, he's making this broad statement, which he may believe, but in the point of a comic book, I was supposed to be reading to enjoy. Like, I didn't. I was like, all right. Like, and again, that, that one. I don't really have an issue with that one. The one you're quoting, but I'm saying okay. like I felt like I was just reading like these, almost like, it almost felt like Carrie was like sitting around and he had just discovered like uh, a thesaurus and was like, oh, I'm gonna start. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Words I could string no. together to to. It, it just I don't know. It just uh, I felt like this was Carrie feeling his way around using big words in a, in a sequential story. And thank goodness I I discovered my carry years later when he figured out how to do it right. Mm. Oh, you do him a disservice, man. This is this is Carrie elevating the medium. That's what this is. This is him aspiring to be something so. 
Oh, Jason, <laughs> come on. This is, it's very clever. I mean, it, see, that's uh, why I didn't think it was clever at all. That's the thing. I like, again, I, I compared it to Preacher. Like, I thought Preacher was clever. I thought Pre- Preacher was, 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 was funny, but it clearly wasn't, it wasn't funny just for the sake of it. It clearly was, he, he was still playing with, 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 with very popular and, and sensitive issues. This, I just feel like it just, uh, it, 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 it kind of felt like it was dealing in that area of of the philosophical that is again sort of there's no, almost no practical applicability to it. So it's like, eh, okay, like one I, can I, one can dream. I, I don't know. I will say one <laughs> thing though, Chris Weston, yes. people know from the Twelve, deserves his propers. Uh, yeah. There's some art. There's some pages in this that are terrific. I mean, there's one where the woman is sort of the magician's assistant is uh, up on stage and there's Knew like it. a. Yeah, and there's like a, a, a like a, a uh, I don't know if it's the moon, but it's like a planet with a face on it, and there's like a smokestack coming out of it, and the rainbow, and I mean mm-hmm. that's a beautiful page. I mean that, that that's, that's a famous um, image from, I think it's one of the first motion pictures. Okay. Um, uh, oh. Joe, with the the moon with the rocket the, in the, the eye, it's, eye. Yeah. It, oh, okay. I don't okay. know. Okay. I don't know how to I pronounce the man's that's name, so but cool. it's Malay, Malay, or Malay, uh, uh, Earth to the Moon. Yeah, it's as long it's, as it's great. not the razor blade across the eye. No, it's not Dali. <laughs> and, uh, no, it's a, uh, but uh, the last story is Chris would probably eat it up because it's a murder mystery. Lucifer's cool. hardly in it at all. Uh, a, a young girl is uh very attuned to the dead she can she can see and speak with the dead she can uh discern uh, past events she can hear cancer yes she can hear cancer and and she's trying to find the murderer of her best friend mona and it's a really good story very well done it's a done in one it's it's cool but the thing is it's just it's basically a setup story because both elaine and jill return to this i mean they're they we this first trade is not the last we we see of either character. They pop up later in the in the. Lucifer yeah, I gotta series. be honest. I, I, yeah, I like that. That I, I mean, that one shot was actually. I, I didn't mind it. It was great. Um, Speaking I'm of, so- of Sandman spinoffs, Jason, did you ever read? I I only read the first mini, Death the High Cost of Living. I've read no, nothing. This okay. is the first anything. This is the only Sandman related thing I've ever read. <laughs> that was the only thing. Th- that's <laughs> the high cost of living was, uh, <laughs> was the only thing, was the only Sandman related story that I read. And that was because it was, uh, it was illustrated by, uh, Bachalo. Bachalo. It, uh, it, uh, it was, um, it, it was, it was a cute story. It was a great story, but it was, it was only three issues. I bought the issues and, and, uh, I could care less about Sandman and, and what else was going on in that world but 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 i love those three issues and i i'm pretty sure it's traded but you should be able to find the issues anyway it's, but i would it's I, traded I, with um the other death mini yeah, the death mini? Okay. yeah and the i think the 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 second was, one is there was a one sh- i believe by chris though no i think it's bucky i think bucky did the second i one. think you're right yeah yeah uh, so you know it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and there's, I think there was a one shot, uh, images of death, like a pinup book with just, uh, a death centric pinup book. I think that's in the, the collected edition too. It's, a, it's, I think it's an absolute, isn't it? Didn't they do a death absolute? I don't yep. know. What, six don't issues? Know. Really? Yeah. No, wow. yeah. It was, yeah, it, it was, was other, it was, and we were stuff. Marvel before. Okay. Stop <laughs> it. No, hey, hey. 
Hey, Buckingham and Bacallo. Uh, it, it was okay. it was hey. more than it was more than six issues. Six issues. issues? Oh, and yes, okay. they they did an absolute death. What else did they in, put in, in, in the, it? In the in the, in the same. <laughs> oh gosh, probably yeah. put that in a slipcase with the rest of the Sandman stuff. Yeah, it was done in the same style as the Sandman. Dude, you know what else too? I got and not to pile on here, but, funny but the about other that. thing that, that bothered me, Vince. About <laughs> oh, no, they made it awesome. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the 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 lettering, dude. The lettering. They they tried yes. to use different lettering for each Ooh. character. Yeah, Lucifer's lettering is a bit hard on the eyes. It is. It is it like is. and then right. is written in script, and then the the like the little mole man looking dude. I forget his name, but the Lilum uh, yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, like his is is all blocky, like almost like Roman with like 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 very like like all right. sharp angles, and it, it just. Um, I'm not gonna. Just, I'm not gonna lie. It does take um, a bit of effort to get through Lucifer. It it it's not like the character itself. It's not very forgiving. You have to invest the the time and the energy in it. But like all all the good things. I mean, anything worth putting out that stuff is is worth getting. I mean, if you have to try hard, it's because it's the good stuff. Yeah, and and some people may not feel that way, but no, I, and admittedly, I, in look, this I, instance, I mean, yeah, it, it clearly. I mean, I know we we have we have both have fairly strong thoughts about organized religions and stuff, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of that we have simpatico views, but but I think where we probably diverge is I I just have no. I think you're much more open to sort of the idea of there being higher powers or forces at work, but not yeah, necessarily. Definitely, I. The, that is just so the an, an, anathema to me. So like seeing like relanting blood dripping down on like three consecutive pages and them talking about these different guys. It's just when 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 deification moves out of the world of like the the, the Simonson Thor or fear itself, where it's literally just because they're almost like you know where where they're just literally fictional characters and treated as such. I just can't ascribe to it like anything that 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 argues to give power to these things as if there's something important to them i just it just totally turns me off see the way i approach it is just because they exist in that form does not mean that that's the only instance of the godhead you know what i mean that's well the one thing i did like about sandman was there were other quote deities in it in addition to the the whole judeo-christian stuff which well, was, I'm down with that idea. I mean, I'm yeah. down with that if you're going to put it in there. But yeah, I don't. I just. Uh, That's, and I it's mean, funny because I think, like, taking a step back, like the idea of Lucifer, who's like this badass character who just decides to walk away from it. Like, that's I, I'm. I think that's kind of a cool concept. Like, I I think the idea of him leaving literally, like, a yeah, cool I think concept, that's because cool, he's but he's like, not a man. But yeah, um, you know, and again, I I you're, I've heard actually huge praise for Lucifer as a series, so. You know, maybe maybe it's just just maybe so maybe it's just because of the the subject matter. But I, yeah. I mean, does does it change much, or is it pretty much always carries sort of? I don't know. It just seems like he it, was. Trying it's to always. Say something in it. It's always great. Uh, it's always. It, it was. I think the the whole seventy. What did it last? Seventy five issues. Lucifer. Uh, I think oh, yeah. at least so, to at least seventy or seventy five. Wow. Okay. It, it it's it's as. It's not quite as good as six card spread in my mind, so I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I think the guy's brilliant. I think he did a great job on. As I tweeted to you, I think it's the best lead-in arc, probably one of the best lead-in arcs I've ever read. That that six six card spread. I just think it's well. There it's you go. So, so my not liking that pretty much assures that I'm not going to want to continue. I would on I that. would say no. Yeah. And how yeah. about Lucifer is a snarky bitch? David would love him. 
because yeah. he yeah, you would you would love Lucifer. He, well, what's he funny is I think Lucifer's the by far the best part of, of this of this trade. Like that, like his his part is by far the best part. But sure. I just have no interest in the Lilim dude. I had no interest I'm in read Duma. This. Um, I'm going to read it. I, I'm interested in it now. Just, yeah. uh, just all like almost everyone but him. Like uh, his, 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 uh, his female assistant, whatever her name was. I, I none of that. As a keel. Yeah, man. It, like I, all of that, I was like, nah, dude. Like, <laughs> all right, so just him going around doing his thing. Let's just change it up, and for a little, a couple minutes, let's just do some positive shit because I know you read Cinderella. Uh, fables are forever. So goddamn good. And we're I know. This last week, how Chris Roberson was kind of losing y'all with the eye zombie. Yep. <laughs> well, he's ke- he's keeping me with the Cinderella. Oh, I love that goddamn series so far. It's so good, dude. I, I you got to give big props to Sean McManus. Yes, yes. Because McManus he draws Cinderella so sexy. And the thing about this is, totally by surprise. Now you know uh, if you've read Fables, Cindy has a double life. She is the demure. She's Cinderella. On the surface, but she also does uh, she she does spy work for Bigby, and yeah. and she kicks ass. And in this one, she's sent to investigate a murder and ends up running into one of her old her her arch nemesis as far as That's the right. book her arch nemesis. And you know who it turns out to be? I think we can spoil it because it's only yeah, it's sure. spoiled in the first issue. Sure. Dorothy from Dorothy the Wizard Gale. of Oz, Dorothy yep. Gale, and she's nice. a bitch she's she's an assassin that that goes by the name of silver slipper and and they both have a man on it. Like silver slipper rather than ruby slipper because uh-huh. you know, in, in the, well, that's how it, it should be yeah yeah it was right but i'm saying like that it shows you that they actually did a little research and then just yeah but i, I really love cinderella because it, and it goes back mm. to the first time we really encountered her in fables remember mm. when she's sitting at the at the uh the 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 table with Snow and Rose, and they're all bitching about Charming. He's such a douche, and I hate him, and he, he's, he's the worst. And Cinderella says, yeah, you guys are complaining. I got screwed the worst in out of all of us. And they're like, what? And and it's true, she did, because like Snow was the first wife. So Charming didn't really know. He, he was a womanize, womanizing pig. Uh and Rose was the second wife, so maybe he thought the first one was a bad deal, which isn't right, and he was going to give it another try by the time he got to Rose. But Cindy was the third wife. He knew damn well by then he was going to break her heart, and he did it anyway. Yep. So, so, so Cindy is, is, is the victim. Out of all three of them, I think Cindy was the most victimized, and she doesn't let it get to her. She goes out and kicks ass and, and takes names. She's awesome. And she's yeah, hot. And- it's true, and and the thing that that's great about this, and is where Roberson is is piggybacking off of the Fables universe, but doing such a nice job is that uh, you know we say it all the time. One of the things that's great about Fables is you have this rich cast of nearly limitless cast of characters that you can use, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 really make make them into whatever you want to fit the story. And you know, in this issue, we're introduced to Anansi, you know, the Spider God, the Trickster. And it's awesome because in his human oh, did form, you which read number he, three, what's that? Are you talking about issue three? Yeah, have you not read it? Oh, I didn't get three yet. But that's, oh, no, sorry, go ahead. Right. No, go ahead. Go do ahead. it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. I thought that's why you were bringing it up. No, I read one and two. I was like, cool. Oh, okay. I didn't get three no, yet. That's right. Well, no, I, I, I don't. But they do they it. run into a Nazi because because they think he can help he can help their uh, them find uh, Dorothy, and he comes out to greet them, and he's 
like a he's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's like a seven foot tall, super skinny, lanky, uh, you know, guy. And it's like because he's just, you know he's he's basically a, a giant spider that's 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 uh, you know using you know fables you know yeah. magics to to make himself look human. So of course he would look that way, right? Because that's what a, a giant spider would probably look like if he was hiding out as a human. It's uh it's just great. I mean, you know, so Roberson plays with the Oz stuff, which is obviously a modern fable, and then in the same book plays with the classic. You know, uh, uh, ancient Indian, uh, you know, uh, God, which, which, yeah. is, you know, uh, which is awesome, and, and uses it in the same story. I love it. Love it. That's that's the hook for me in this series, where they they let the cat out of the bag. That not only are the European fables uh, extant, right. there are other Cree and um, eth- eth- other ethnic fables Absolutely. in existence. Like there's a Chinese group of fables. Yep. There's a there's a Russian conclave of fables that is awesome right there yeah. that's a neat concept but the, but the thing is um it, it's all grounded in in espionage and, and spy stuff and it's like why it am i liking this chris, chris will Bec- love this when he reads yeah it. because it's, it's fables oh, yeah. that's why yeah. i like it yeah. and also we talked about this with issue number two when it came out that beautiful chrissy zulo uh bikini uh picture that's what well, this cover yeah. isn't as sexy but it's awesome too it's uh it, it because it talks about when um, part of the issue is when Cinderella and Dorothy met up in the eighties. So mm-hmm. it's Chrissy Zulo doing uh, Dorothy and Cinderella arm in arm in like eighties get up, you know, oh. like eighties hair, like eighties makeup, you know, clothing, big big sunglasses, teased out hair. It's just it's she is Chrissy Zulo is just amazing, man. Yeah. I would love she's to have good. a, a really good. piece of art from her. I mean, she's. Whew. I She's would like incredible. to have a Sean McManus page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah I, 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 I agree. I agree. I like this. I, this is a, a relatively cleaner style for him. Like when he was working back in the day on Omega Man, he was Art Adams level detail. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's refined the process a lot over the years. I, I shouldn't say refined. He's streamlined. Uh, the process because this is just as good as the old stuff, but it's, it's, it's two, two sides of the coin. So. It, it's it's great. Yeah, I mean, this book's Sexy. got it's got it's got the funny, it's got the the titillation. Uh, it's it's definitely well paced. It's got the I mean, it's it's a it's a really well balanced book. I mean, um, so yeah, Roberson. I I hope this is a sign of things to come because it's 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 good stuff. It's freaking great. I loved it. Yeah. And you know what? That preview in the back for American Vampire. I think that done did the trick on me. I really, really liked what I saw. Raphael nice Albuquerque, shirt. yo, oh, his stuff is no gorgeous. That's nice. Yeah. Yep. But uh, I guess He's there's a new good. there's He's a new storyline starting in American Vampire issue thirteen. So yeah, it's a, World it's War, a new uh, World War One or two. I don't remember which. Uh, World War Two epic tale of heroism and horror. Go. So I yeah. think I'm going to be jumping on American Vampire with issue and thirteen. And uh, a Sean a Sean Murphy. Uh, drawn uh, spinoff mini is uh, is coming yeah. out too. Really? Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. that'll get me to buy it. Sean Murphy on a book? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. All right. You know so, uh, Wood and I gobbled in, enough of the running time. Yeah. Let's let's hear some shit I from you guys. Heard from Chris. Yeah, you did. When? Well, but Chris has got something the, special. He's been saving. The DC. For oh yes, well, yes. We're already in the last half. So, oh, the sure. DC. Then. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it, it's it's no secret that I love war books, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, any any era of war, Civil War, 
World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, whatever. It, it, if it's a war comic book, I, that's a really good way to sell me on it. That is no surprise. Um, it's no surprise that a war book would be in my early running for graphic novel of the year. What not would a, be a not surprise? A stretch. You're right. No, not a stretch. What would be a surprise is if that book were a manga. Mm. <laughs> that would be a surprise. <laughs> that that's not a surprise. That's exciting. I want to hear uh, about it. From uh from Drawn and Quarterly. Oh, uh boy. this is Onward Towards Our Noble Deaths from mm. uh Shigeru Mizuki. And it is awesome. It is mm. a, about um uh, largely about his experiences uh, in the uh, the war in the Pacific during World War II. Uh, if um, uh, if you had seen the Pacific, which was kind of the follow up to uh, to Band of Brothers, that that was yeah, I, I enjoyed that quite a lot because it, it gave me an understanding of of kind of what the uh, what the war in the Pacific was like as. Uh, as opposed to to the war in Europe, you know the you know in Europe the the troops were you know fighting a lot of the time out, outside of of historic cities and they were kind of surrounded by you know by war obviously but but surrounded by the cultures and and the and the people of of Europe and so it was it was a very connected war to to the people that were involved in in the pacific these guys were sitting on islands for sometimes months at a time and i've i've read about this from the american perspective but never from the japanese perspective they got their weeks and sometimes months ahead of of the american troops and would get dug in to these islands but you know they were they were dealing with the same things that the American troops were in um, lack of water, lack of food. They were dealing, you know, there, there are times in this book that that literally everyone in in the battalion is either suffering from or had gone through a bout of malaria, um, and it's with world war 2 books in particular you're not going to say that many things that are new that we haven't read before so it's not what you say it's really how you say it and this was just a a fantastic story about uh, about their time on this island and um with the japanese perspective um you know the japanese weren't about being taken prisoner it was um, fight until you die, and whenever it was pretty apparent that that they were that they were outnumbered, that they were not going to be able to hold this island, uh, the commanding officers basically told them that we're putting together one last ditch suicide charge, and and that's what we're doing at uh, you know at at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, tomorrow, and so it kind of details that, and uh, and some of the troops that, for whatever reason, um, kind of get moved off to the side, and 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 aren't able to to go on the suicide mission, and a lot of the shame that that they felt because of that. It's it's really 
it, at times a funny novel. It's 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 sad. It's gruesome. It's it's everything that a really good war book should be. And uh, and like a lot of manga, um, the uh, the characters are very uh, very cartoonish. The this this guy that that did this, the uh, um, Shigeru Mizuki, is is apparently one of the one of the true masters of of Japanese cartoonists and. Um, a very expressive art, but then like a lot of manga, it's kind of intercut with some other pages that I don't know if it was him or someone in this, you know, you hear about studio artists uh, with manga with these just absolutely beautiful and elaborate uh, panels and pages of war scenes that, uh, that are very different from, from the cartoon art, but, but really um, shocking and moving. Uh, I was, I was really, really blown away by this. So it's uh, uh, once again, it's onward towards our noble deaths uh, from Shigeru Mizuki in uh, Drawn and Quarterly, and uh, uh, it's twenty-five bucks. So let that be your gateway book, your gateway manga book. Two more war books. <laughs> no, to more great comics. Well, I'm. Vince, if you just uh, stick Vince, to if you Vince, stick to drawn Vince, and quarterly manga, you do okay. Vince, I'm not like you. I don't I don't you know just pigeonhole things and say I'm going to read these kinds of comics. I'm open, man. I read all sorts <laughs> of comics. Wow. Oh. I don't know if we need to go there. I don't pigeonhole <laughs> like you, man. <laughs> That's awesome. God you gotta, bless you, you open your mind. What's up, eleven o'clock comics? This is Jason Wood. Uh, it's uh, it's like eight o'clock Chicago time, and uh, we just got done eating pork belly, and literally we're sitting here absolutely speechless over the fact that Chris is a phenomenal chef. Like we all can't comprehend that the two things we just ate raviolis with truffles, and then this pork belly are two of the most delicious things we've ever had. And had we not captured it in perpetuity right now, we would never believe it. So for all the shit we give Chris. He should quit his job as a graphic designer and become a chef because he's way better at it than that. It's unheard of. And it does not, that's true. And, and as Chris, Chris's wife attested, it in fact does not taste like cock. Later. You, you know, I was, I was reading that uh, Lucifer thing, and the second story obviously is about the tarot cards, and I'm thinking, what if I had to attribute a tarot card to each of you three, oh, which one would it be? And, and we know I, I, the Joe Mercy. There's no Joker. There's no Joker in the tarot cards. Well, maybe, but it's not called the Joker. The Jester. Uh, Wood is definitely the sun. Do you know what the sun stands for? The sun. You're the sun. S-O-N or S-U-N? S-U-N. It's, uh, it's a card that stands for riches, gain, but it also stands for frankness, truth, wisdom. Oh, that truth. is, that is uh, no. Pleasure, uh, shamelessness. That is definitely wood. David is yeah, the chariot. David's David is the life. chariot. You're the chariot. And what is ever Hope, obedience, uh, faithfulness. If There is no one among the four of us more faithful than you. By far, but it also stands for a, a an almost violent adherence to tradition. Mm. That is you. Truth. Yep, yep. Chris is the devil. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> now wait before you laugh. It's, it's don't take it at face value. 
the the devil stands for uh, planning, hard working. It, it's a it's a card that signifies endurance, uh, strength. So that's good, but it also deals in blind impulse, ambition, obsession, uh, a little bit of discontent. That's Chris. I mean, well, he's got us all pegged so far. So far, we're three I think, for three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. Would you I'm, yeah. I'm uh, by. F I know mine. I, as soon as I saw the card, this is me. I'm the fool. Uh, because the fool is a lot of people going like that's right. No, uh -huh. the the fool is on a <laughs> is on a quest for um, knowledge, but he's m doesn't heed the dangers around him in his in his trek. It, it's it's eccentricity uh folly mania uh but it's also a spiritual card and and it's it's a a card that uh illustrates the desire to transcend to be something more that's me that's what i do that's we are those are our cards yep i got to say that now huh okay that's pretty interesting i i, I would have chalked like when i was hearing the words come out of your mouth tarot cards i was like oh boy but no, uh it, that's much like you can do with comic books. See, it's funny. I, one of the things about you, Vince, is uh, I, I'm convinced that if I hadn't read Lucifer and you had described Lucifer to me the way you did tonight, I'd be clamoring to read it. <laughs> Why'd you should have waited yeah. till I, till I described know? it then? Uh, so you, you have a way of, of, of when you like something of, 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 of bringing out the most interesting way do, to describe it. It's, uh, it's I a do talent. like the tarot cards. Yep. It's more than just a source of divination. Those those cards. Now, have are you ever had like a real reading? Like, have you ever? I can like, do them. Someone... What's that? I can do them. So okay. So I have. You I have. Done and... Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I've I've uh, studied and practiced how to how to actually do the spreads and, and read the cards. Okay. I'm not any. I'm not any good. But I I have multiple decks. Like David Faust. David Faust is aficionado of the tarot too. Oh, is he? Okay. Yep. 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 That's why we're brothers. Me and David. Respect. I know. So yeah, everybody. Now that I've just lost about seventy-five percent of the listeners, let's talk comics. Come on, David. We still have, got time. You, I know you were waiting. I think for the for the hardcover on this, but it's out now. Have you uh, have you delved into Avengers Prime? Where'd he go? We lose. Oh, we lose oh, David. we lost David. This is very very upsetting. We almost never lose David, and you know what? No. He's, I'm probably not going to be able to get him back unless Why? he reboots. Because David's, I never seem to reconnect oh. with David. Oh, did he go offline? Oh well. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna reboot. I bet. So we'll just keep talking. Okay. Well. Um, all right. Well, I'll assume that he, uh, I'll assume he hasn't yet. But uh, but I and I know you guys haven't read this, right? Mm, just no. the first issue. Didn't care for it. No, I liked it a lot. Just waiting oh. for the the collected edition. Okay, yeah. Well, the, I mean, same here. I, I I bought the issues, but I also got the collected edition. I ended up waiting for the collected edition, uh, much like you, Vince, after reading the first issue. But uh, this is uh, by Bendis. Shock, shocking Avengers book by Bendis. Um, four issue miniseries. Uh, but but the big draw for me, of course, Alan Davis uh, mm -hmm. did the art, uh, which is just you know pretty much guarantees I'll I'll at least like something, if not love it. Um, this, this technically is quote unquote in continuity. So it's not like an Avengers forever story or something. It, it, uh, it takes place right after siege. I mean, literally right after siege, uh, Tony, Steve and Thor are standing there, uh, surveying the damage, uh, where the rainbow bridge has been destroyed and there's sort of a dimensional void there now and they don't know what's the deal with it. And, uh, 
all of a sudden, bam, they get zapped into uh, different realms of, uh, of of the nine realms of Asgard. Um, and they're all separated from one another. And the adventures ensue. Um, and, uh, man, I just... Uh, this was just a classic Avengers story with three... With great, great treatment of the characters involved. Um, there's some bro hugs. There's some healing. Um, if you, <laughs> you like mean, Thor, uh... if you, if you, if you're a fan of the of the uh, of Thor and the realms, you, you get a ton of that. I mean, you get a lot of Thor's neme- nemesis, 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 nem- yeah, nemesis, uh, coming up against you. Like, like you know, Steve walks into a a, a, a tavern in the in the early going and. Uh, it, it, it's all full of orcs, and he's like, "Oh, I am uh, an ally of thy lord Thor," and they're all like, "Did he just say he's an ally of Thor?" And then they all want to beat the shit out of him, you know. And it's like he's got to fight his way out of the cavern, you know. And then like Tony Stark sitting there tinkering with his with his uh, his, his suit, and a bunch of uh, of uh, rock trolls roll up on him, you know, and uh, <laughs> and you know he says something similar like, "Oh, I'm Thor's buddy," and they're like, you know, they immediately like they they beat start beating him down. And they bring him back to their camp, and there's a guy sitting there that they're all talking to. And all of a sudden, the guy's like, wait, did you say you know Thor? And then he's like, oh, we have use for him anyway. And all of a sudden, he transforms into Fafnir. And it's Fafnir, and he wants to eat him because he's – it's awesome. It's just – it's great, great stuff. And and it's really Bendis' way of – I think the, the main the main uh, conceit of the book is for a long time, uh, uh, Tony and Steve had been at odds because of Civil War. And then, even though, and then Steve was dead, and now he's back, and they hadn't really reconciled. And uh, and and uh, and you know, in this book is is in one sense a madcap adventure, but in the other sense, it's a way for these guys uh, to to make peace. And what I really liked about it was, as as men, you know, I, my wife's always saying how it's great, must be great to be a man because you know you could get like a knockdown, dragout fight with your buddy. But then you know you 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 crack a beer together and you do a quick hug it out and it's over you know and it's quashed and there's no bad blood you don't hold ill will. Whereas she always says like women you know you you may you may get in a fight like that with your best friend and then make up but you always have that little part of you that that's that that never forgives each other, yeah. you know and that's kind of what this is. I mean they they you know they were pretty far apart for a long time, but by the end of this it's like you know they're bros again because they realize that that ultimately they've always been different from each other but. What really matters is that they, you know, are there to 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 be heroes and save the world and and stuff and uh, and they appreciate each other for that. So I, I loved it, man. I just fucking loved it. And, and Alan Davis is ridiculous. You know, he's so good. It's just, you know, Mark Farmer did the inks and uh, just man, I oh, yeah, those I two just, together, magic. Oh, I just I want to own a page from this so badly. I, I just uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately Alan doesn't. He puts his art out sporadically, so the stuff isn't for sale yet. But. Um, it's just so well done, man. So well done. I love it. And how many issues was that? It was four. It was four issues. Oh, that's nice. I thought it was more. That's cool. So mm-hmm. it's uh, you, so you did. Oh, five sorry, the... five issues. Five issues. Five. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna get that as soon as I see it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's you know, it's a traditional premier hardcover. It's uh, I think twenty four ninety nine cover price. So pretty standard for Marvel these but days. But it was good, huh? It was very good, dude. And I know, I know, I'm not going to try. I, I'm, I've long since tried to stop selling you on a Bendis Avenger story, but, but, uh, but you know, this is because I think maybe so focused on those three characters. Uh, you know, uh, uh, great. I mean, to me, it's this is a, cl- a classic Avengers tale worthy of, you know, any 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 in the uh, in the in the pantheon. So, 
Okay. Nice. Well, Samoa well, is a dude. The you're, Enchant- you're, you're, you're Mr. You're Mr. Avengers. You've so, got Hela, oh. you've got the Enchantress, you've got the Executioner, you've got... Ooh, nice. Enchantress. You've nice. Got, uh, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I, started, uh, I started a little art project that you're going to be very jealous of by the time I'm done with it. Hmm. Really? What would that the, be? I, uh, I stole an idea from, uh, from Chris Campbell. Oh, you did a little, little jam piece? A little... Yeah, yeah. It's uh, taking a, an 11 by 17 uh, comic art board and squaring it off into 20, 20 individual blocks. And so I started, uh, I started my, my Avengers page. That's real cool. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you're not. I, I saw Campbell's idea, and I thought the same thing. I thought it'd be cool to, because you could get a lot done at, at a big con, you know, and and you probably get some of them done free slash cheap. Yay! It's First David. three. Bring that, so, bring that back in. He's here. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I got, I got my first three this past weekend. You did? Uh, yep. Where at? I'm in Chicago. Oh my bad. Oh, so, it's like the Nexus. I, Who'd yeah, you get? It, Norton, uh, Sealy. No, uh, I've got uh, an awesome Mike Norton Wonder Man, and Sweet. I would basically Ooh. just say, just draw an Avenger, and and so and just let him go. So I got an awesome uh, Mike Norton Wonder Man, uh, Tim Sealy Ant Man, and a uh, Jeffrey Brown Thor. Sweet. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool. Want? It's it's really nice. Cool. Uh, I'll have, to, I'll have to post it in the episode thread. So I would do cool. that with with the Fables characters. That would be a, a nice. Fables yeah, character. you know, I was thinking myself about. Cool. I was thinking about doing a, uh, maybe Alpha Flight. Hey, now there you go. Are there yeah. are there twenty Alpha Flight characters? And I want you well, to get the do, do beta. beta flight and yeah, Omega Gamma. Flight and yeah, yeah, Gamma Flight. Yeah, cool. Uh, David, I was just while you were uh, while you were refreshing your drink, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking a little bit about Avengers Prime. Did you have a chance to read it? No, I did not yet. I, I just read the first issue. I haven't read the okay. uh, remaining. <laughs> it's a common thread. Oh, Vince is breaking up. Okay, oh, that's cool. It's gonna break me. Did it end well? I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Excellent. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I mean, if anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty. You so. know me. I mean, Alan Davis. It's hard yeah. for me to. You know, he, he could, but but even in spite of the fact that it's Alan Davis, which is awesome for me. I, it, it uh, yeah, I, I while you were gone, I, said, I thought it was a, a really uh, a very. I mean, even though it's in continuity, technically, it. it it reads just like a it's you know, a classic story of those three guys. You know, you could you could this is definitely a book you could hand to somebody ten years from now having no context for siege or civil war or anything, which is obviously the backdrop of why they're having to become buddies again and just give it to them and it would just read like a great story of those three characters. So I think it'll stand the test of time a lot more than the you know, continuity laden event stuff that, that you know, we're sort of Deep awesome. in these days, so. it's, a, it's a bit of a sal sal, isn't it? What's that? It's a bit of a sal sal on the old wounds. Salve, yes, yeah, you're breaking south, up, but, south, but we're, yeah, south. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Tell me when I'm good. Yeah, it's just you, you're not so good. Yeah, not good. <laughs> it's not <laughs> good, man. Not good, it, man. It's not a good look. Not a good look. Sucks. Sucks. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm so livid. I, I I found out Symbiotic Titan got canceled. Did it? Yeah, I'm not happy. No, no, What's Symbiotic not... Titan? Uh, it's an awesome cartoon. Yeah, from uh from uh, uh Getty. Uh, Get, I don't know how to say his name. Um, 
Getty Getty Tartakovsky, the uh, same guy that did Clone Wars. It's uh, I, I've talked about it a little bit before. It's uh, it, it was premise was uh, a, a princess is exiled to Earth from her world because her her father's been overthrown and uh, she's got a protector who's her age as well. And then they have this uh, kind of robotic droid that's also with them, and they each uh, individually have like their own kind of almost mecha battle suits. But then they uh, they can morph together into a uh, you know into a, into a super the symbiotic titan. Uh, and then it's but it's like a kaiju it's like a kaiju cartoon. Basically, it's uh, every every episode is essentially they're they're living in high school, so it's a little bit of like the high school Degrassi high drama going on. But then. And, uh, the the despot uncle who's been trying to find her and kill her sends some new kaiju to Earth every week to destroy them, and they have to fight it. And it's uh, it's it's just it was great, it, but unfortunately they uh, they canceled it. I found out because um, which is a ridiculous thing, but I guess that's the world we live in today. They they didn't have any any toy deals or anything <sighs> locked up for it, and so even though it was getting good ratings for for Cartoon Network, they uh. They they kiboshed it because they didn't they didn't see enough licensing opportunity. So ah, oh, it sucks. Yeah. yeah. While you're speaking to cartoons, before we move on, check out. Did, have any of you seen uh, Problem Solvers? Ben Jones's Problem Solvers on Cartoon yeah. Network. Oh, it's mm. freaking incredible. Yeah. You, you got to see it. Yeah. It's uh, Ben Jones is one of the uh, Fort Thunder guys from um, you know. Uh, uh, Providence, Rhode Island, and the the old paper rad with like Chippendale. Right. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's it's lo-fi though. It's it's like eight bit art. He he likes to use. Yeah, I've seen the pre. I've seen the commercials for it. I haven't oh, seen an episode yet. My kids are grooving on it, and I could not be happier. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, I I'll definitely check it out because I know I I uh, we're losing that. We're losing Clone Wars, which is going out. This is the last season. I think it's time. You do? Well, I yeah. mean, it, it, it's leading up to the third movie, right? So right, 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 right. So, yeah. So, are we going to find out what happens to Ahsoka? Because something must happen to her. Uh, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, if, if they kill her, it ain't. It ain't. It, there's going to be <laughs> hell to pay. As well, yeah. I, I can't well, get killed in between the panels, huh? Yeah, yeah, she's, maybe. I mean, she's not like they reference her in episode four or anything like that. I so. know they're not like, oh, where's Ahsoka? At? Oh, she's on the mission. <laughs> it, it, the it would be. It that. would be very cool. If she witnesses his transformation somewhere, or gets a an inside on the inside track that this guy's going bad and just goes into exile, don't kill her off. She's too good of a character to kill. Yeah, her no, off. they shouldn't kill her off. But no. yeah, true. Yeah. Speaking of that, though, the uh, the Lego Clone Wars, uh, the Lego Lego uh, Star Wars number three, the Clone Wars came out. Mm-hmm. So much fun, dude. Yeah. So much fun. I gotta get it for the kids. Yeah, me and the, me and the, me and the dudes uh, this week beat the Saj Ventress. It was great. Good God. Comics. Uh, before we... Uh, let's see how much time we have here in this Plenty third, third air. I know. I have been... Bar- I'm getting sleepy. That's what? okay. I, I have been barreling through uh, the Chaos War stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll say it started off the best it got with the uh, Prince of Power mini. I thought, that oh, was, I good, thought yeah. it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, it's a bitter pill, though. Because it makes the new um, Herc series very distasteful to me. Because I I remember the how much fun Pack and Valenti seem to be having with Herc and Amadeus and and uh, in this Thor and it, it was just a great series, uh, fun and the 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 awesome one liners and the the onomatopoeic sound effects that are really cool and it just seems know, like yeah. this new herc series is just dispensed with all that 
it's well, it's, it's only been an issue so well if they continue in the trend uh, the way with the trend i mean i don't know but i mean let's not go on a downer but um prince of power was fantastic i read the first three issues of chaos war and i'm loving it i think it's great the the uh thor tie-in mini not so much i don't think i read that kind of kind of kind of crappy uh, yeah, I, I, do, I, do, I don't see the uh, the real uh, reason for its its existence other than to sell more comics. Maybe mm-hmm. I skipped that, but yeah, uh, yeah I think the, you did well. You did well. <laughs> the uh, the Chaos King, great one shot, just fantastic stuff. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm really the yeah. The, the 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 whole Chaos War concept is very cool, and and I, and I you know anything that brings back Her- Hercules, hey, there you go. It's 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 money in the bank, but the the dialogue is great. Pac and Van, L- Van Lente, I think they're going to go down as one of the comics' great, you know, duos, great team-ups, uh, writers on the writing side. How many great duos uh, in writing can you mm-hmm. name? Uh, DNA, Abnett and Land, yeah. right? Yeah. Who else? Who else do we have? Uh, well, uh, uh, Justin Gray and Palmiotti. Here you go, Palmiotti and Gray. Yeah, um, I know we're gonna forget one. People Jack are on the f- Kirby and Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said writing. <laughs> well, if, if if depending on when you ask them, probably Burnett and Claremont. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh geez, there's got to be a a bazillion more that I know we're gonna forget some. Yeah. But anyway, I, I just think there's magic. I mean, Van Lenti's great on his own. Pack is really great on his own. But when those two get together, it just seems like they play off each other so well. And, and the, the, the books move at a lively pace. And you know and, what's funny? Uh, it was a serendipitous pairing. Um, I was listening to a Van Lenti. I think it was on Suntress's, uh, on Word Balloon. Um, I'm pretty sure it was him. But Van Lenti was saying that, uh, they, they got paired up by accident because they uh they were both working on stuff uh well you know pack was doing the hulk stuff mm-hmm. and um van Linty was asked or tasked with doing a um a book that was going to be an ongoing um uh a team book about uh uh the uh like all the characters that had supported hulk in uh in the world war hulk thing so like ah uh, yes 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 and he said i guess you know marvel just sort of had like an editorial change where they were like ah you know we've got enough team books and i guess a couple had that they had tried to launch didn't go well and they're like you know we don't we're not so sure so he kind of got like whole feet with it and then and then um yeah and then like long story short i guess they they were like well you, you should maybe you want to do take a stab at like you know doing Hercules thing, and and that's how they kind of got paired up. So they didn't like no, it wasn't like they were clamoring to work with each other. It kind of just got put on them. But but he said it's been great. Like they, yeah. they fast friends, and they and they seem to have a good chemistry. So okay, you have to answer a question for me because I did read JMS's Thor, but I'm not quite sure when this event happened. When did Balder uh, become a, a Sky Father? Yeah, well, JMS's Thor after um. After uh, uh, Thor, after Loki, after Loki. Uh, well, I guess I sh- we should say spoilers. To spoilers. Thor from three years ago. If you didn't read it, <laughs> uh, when Loki tricks Thor into killing Bor, mm-hmm. who's his grandfather, um, which which is deicide, and then that's what ban- makes them have to banish Thor, and he's no longer the the king of the the. He's no longer the lord of Asgard. 
Balder becomes that because we also come to find out that Balder is in fact oh, yes, 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 his, brother. his brother. It's not he's not when just the, his friend. How did I miss that? Does that come in the at the end of the, the run? No, that was no, early. No, that, that was, that was, yeah. that was yeah, like the that, first arc that was or two. When yeah. first started fucking around. Well wait, does no, it it was it was like the second arc because it was after it was after you find out that Loki's the chick who's really the body of Sif and you got right. the whole yeah. But th- doesn't Balder assume the uh the throne of Asgard? Right. How, because... how could he do that if he's dead? What? Oh, you're saying he's dead. Right, yeah. In in Chaos War he's he's with the Sky Fathers. He's he's among the gods. There's well, I didn't this, there's that this... to be the dead. I took that to be just that's the head the pantheon of each of each god group was part of that. That that was the oh, pantheon. Oh, see, I thought the I thought the prerequisite when mean meant you had to be dead like a god. Uh... No, no I mean if that is the case, then then you might have discovered a little bit. But I thought I took that to be that the pantheon was just the head of each god group. But they oh, okay, all right, that's cool. I get it now. All right, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they because um the reason I say that is because they dealt with this a little bit back when um. When uh, Phobos had to go before the Pantheon, um, and uh, Ares wasn't sure if they were going to kill him or not, and Phobos has to go in front of them, and uh, it's 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 a, it's a similar grouping of the of the of the gods, um, and I don't recall them all being de- dead and, and okay, that, but, but cool. anyway, yeah, great stuff though. Yeah, yeah, really good, dude. I I the Mickey and and I, I what I love about that is that. Uh, there's another case where throughout the entire Herc series, it was so much fun and so many different adventures that stand on their own. But they layered this stuff from the start. I mean, Mickey Bashi is part of the God Squad that they, they did Herc builds to fight in uh, in Secret War in the uh, Secret Invasion thing during the God Squad, and then Mickey Bashi does the double cross at the end. But then you don't ever really hear anything more about it for the next two years, yep. you know. And then it- all of a sudden, bam, he comes back. It's Jeff John's level of uh, pre-planning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very, very cool stuff. Love it. Great art, uh, too. Who who did the uh, Chaos War? It was... Um, oh, um... Yeah, not Yannick Paquette. Um, uh, God damn it. it. too. Yeah, I can't uh, remember. But it, it, it visually, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's stunning. Yeah. And I can't remember who did it. Yeah, screw me. How about that? There's praise. <laughs> <sighs> it, it's late. Right. It's not Neil Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Mannequin <laughs> Theater. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I know it's not right because he could probably draw my ass off. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I know that, that it's rough. I shouldn't have said that. It's okay. Uh, koi, koi fam. Koi fam. Yes, fam. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dave, it's like what? No, it, I like it because he was. Okay. Uh, Koi was good with uh, Slot. Mighty Avengers. Yeah, Mighty Avengers. Okay, there we go. Another episode in the can. This one, the three... Just like that? I'd be three years. Oh, that's abrupt? Hey, guys. (laughs) Yeah, good talking to y'all, boo. You're awesome. (laughs) See ya. Nah, we can keep going. I'm cool. I just don't know, you know, how much, how much, how much leeway we have. I just wanted to tell David now that he's uh, back. Just a quick nod that uh, I did get. uh, I did read the uh, Shadowland, uh, the Power Man, um, (laughs) the hardcover. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Did you talk about that a few weeks ago? Many, many times. I, I, (laughs) yes, I mentioned because because Mahmoud did the art on most of it. Yeah, Um, yeah, the 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 Shadowland tie-in mini. That was that was pretty much the only thing of Shadowland that I read. And and I Same felt here. that it was uh it, it was pretty self contained. It, it and after um during our walks to uh 
New York Comic Con back in October, um, Steve Raker would fill me in on. There were some pages as as, as you'll you saw when you were reading it that uh, kind of fit in with the Shadowland event, and and yeah. it, uh, he was explaining to me as I guess he read most, if not all, of the event that uh, you know that there were certain pages that um, reflected what was going on throughout the other titles that that tied into the uh, to the event and uh so he would tell me you know this is when ghost rider showed up and and this was the cop who was you know a uh who was pretty much screwing everybody over things like that and and but even with that it's still i i had no problem following the story i, I was basically reading it as as a a new character introduction i, I could care less about why he was tied into shadowland i was just enjoying Victor Alvarez. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, and I think it reads that way. Um, I know I, I, when you said I thought you meant other Shadowlands, but also I actually did read the uh, the Shadowland mini as well. Okay. But, uh, but uh, no, I, I I just agree. I think it's uh, Victor's got potential to be a really cool character. I um, you know, and it, it's just another Van Lenti doing you know Van Lenti on his yeah. Van Lenti on his own. And obviously, we we we're we're all on record as being big fans of Mahmoud's uh, art. So no no surprise there. But uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was cool. Definitely like the uh this the the uh the little the little side treasure of, of an otherwise forgettable uh I guess I don't know if we call it an event, but but uh but but certainly the the one sort of nice thing to come out of Shadowland, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and nice nods to old Luke Cage villains. I mean it was just it was, yeah. it was I mean Van Lenti's no slouch when it comes to doing research. He he knows. Well, what's cool is Van Lenti actually did that on Twitter. I remember he tweeted, "Hey, uh, what is everybody's favorite uh, Power Man and Iron Fist villain?" That's right. Back in the day, and, and yeah. everyone was just firing at him left and right, and he he worked a bunch of them into the into the book, which was very uh, cool. Very cool. Yep. Van Lenti has class. He used the big wheel in a story and the rocket racer. <laughs> he did. He, nice. You can't you can't go wrong there. I'm just waiting for the comic book comics collection. Me too. Truth? I agree with you, Christopher, for once. Thank you. Thank you, yes. Vince. Love I want, you. I want a, um, one observation, and David's going to groan, but I don't care. I got <laughs> to ask it anyway. Two, two previews went by. Two. And no solicitation for Batman Odyssey, a new issue. Where the hell is this Why stuff? I've grown about that. Because every time I say that, you go, oh, 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 no. like that. Where well, the hell? That's when an issue comes out, but obviously, what I mean, <laughs> like about not an issue happening. Yeah. Where, where the hell? The bad press he's getting. Just screw that. Where the hell is Batman Odyssey? I want it. Maybe he's pouting. Maybe, maybe he hasn't finished his story. Maybe he's not sure where it's going. That's awesome, though. Maybe, maybe he's got a motion comic to do. <laughs> he, he's he's writing. <laughs> maybe there's a new Mason X commercial coming out. Neil Adams is, is doing his own DC challenge. That's that's brilliant. <laughs> Oh shit! And and points to anybody who gets that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Good Back in the day, oh, when man. grass was green. Were you still it before how you do? Well, <laughs> yeah, because you know it's. I don't know where you're going with it. Oh my god! Uh, good times. That hey, awesome. every, it's it's a great book. You're not reading it. It's a great uh, book. Wait, it's the greatest book you're not reading. I'm waiting for the trade. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. We're gonna keep waiting. Hey everybody, 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can reap 
huge Wumba discounts on your favorite funny books and uh, assorted bric-a-brac. For instance, the Steve Ditko Omnibus hardcover, volume one, starring Shade the Changing Man. 40, 40% off. You can get it for a much more reasonable $35.99. At that uh, cover price is a little silly, especially if they use <laughs> that, that pulpy mm-hmm. paper stuff. I don't like paying oh, yeah. $75 for that pulp. It's a tacky uh, cover. When that when that offset it when, when that, that was a swamp around. thing too that was kind of sticky tacky okay. but yeah, if you if tacky. you left it out to air out it the tackiness went away uh, the man who grew his beard graphic novel thirty five percent off twelve ninety nine and do not forget I'm gonna be preaching this Kirby Genesis I hope it's good I hope it's good seventy five percent off you'll get it for ninety nine cent. 99 cents yeah, for ninety nine cents it can suck it'll be okay but I I hope it doesn't I really do. I want to see somebody use Kirby's uh, characters in a in a a nice light instead of just like trying to relive the past. Let's do something real with them. Let's do new stories. Let's, let's not the, relive the past. Yeah. Let's work on this dead guy's stories. You know. <laughs> Yay, heck! Oh, in your travels, you little bastards, uh, do yourself a favor and and read fables. I know I'm a broken record, but I'm going back and I'm rereading the trades from the beginning. I'm on wow. trade number trade number six now, and the the hype, the praise is is if anything, it's understated. Willingham mm. is is a friggin' god, and and you should read you should if you haven't read fables, you've been on the on the sidelines thinking, oh man, look at that. There's fifteen. Well, I think there's fifteen by now. Trades. Well, if you haven't if you haven't tried fables at this point. You need to rectify it. Yeah. Yeah. Get in there and read it. Some of the most lively, vibrant, believable, beautifully fleshed out characters. And and, and the the hurdle that that, um, the first awkward meeting that we usually have between us and these fictional characters, you don't have that. You already know basically roundabout way who these characters are. So that, that awkwardness is gone. Snow White. You just say the word Snow White, you know who this character is. But he adds many, many, many more dimensions and layers to these characters. And it's fantastic. And it's drawn by the best in the business, Mark Buckingham. Nice. So you got, you gotta, gotta read fables. Do it. Yeah. Uh, I had mentioned this book on uh, on AC this last week, and and uh, Sal ridiculed me for it. But that's just because he uh, he uh, hates my indie snobbery, uh, especially yeah. when it comes to uh, to certain books. Uh, uh, in your travels, especially if you have uh, children, probably above the age of eight or so. Um, read and read with them The Girl and the Gorilla from Blank Slate <laughs> Press. Yes. That sounds like a cool movie. It's it's a it's a really really cute book. It's done by a gal named um uh, uh Madeline Flores and it is about um uh a, a young woman who's an aspiring writer who gets a uh her first big rejection letter and is very uh very lost in uh, in her career but um suddenly stumbles through a gateway that leads to the uh the the mystical town of creativity and Ooh, uh, I and like she, that and she is uh she is 
um, led through creativity by uh, by such people as Leonardo da Vinci and uh, I uh, the, and the patron animal of writers uh, is Neil the gorilla who she uh, uh, who she is is following through uh, through this town and uh, and trying to to find herself and her place in uh, in the creative world and uh, and it's really cute. It's uh, hmm. uh, I I compared it to like the Giving Tree, which is a uh, uh, probably my favorite children's book, and mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah, it's uh, it's got some 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 really nice uh, really nice lessons in it, and and just uh, the idea of uh, no matter no matter uh, how how far down you feel, you can always uh, uh, pick yourself up and. Uh, um, and, and get yourself out of whatever whatever troubles you get into with a with a creative mind and it was uh it was really cute so uh especially if you have kids pick up the girl and the gorilla from uh blank slate press it was uh 1099 hmm. would that i had a sprawling mansion in the town of creativity uh need it's it's awesome cuz all of the houses and buildings are made out of giant books that's cool. That's cool. That. See, I, tr- I tried to put the porno spin on the title, but you weren't having yeah, it. Well, yeah, well. You weren't having it because it was a kid's book. <laughs> it's kid's book. Yeah, that's yeah. kid's book, you dirty old fucking man. For Two real, girls, dude. one cup. Mm. <laughs> oh, come on. There we go. I'm kidding. I had to push it. I had to push it. A girl in a goatee? Goats, goatsy. Why is he winking at me? I was gonna, I was gonna go with an old standby, but as Chris was going on about um, about gorillas, I, I for some reason I just thought of uh, of an old comic uh, from Dark Horse and Art Adams. Go and find Monkey Man and O'Brien. Hell just, yes. oh, yeah, yeah. Now you're talking. Comicshop.com, whatever. Just Shit. The, I mean, awesome art, fun stories, Gen 13 crossovers. Just, just, just. Go and and find. Yo, it. you sure you're, about that? You're That's right. right. You're right. You're right. Uh, in your travels, join me because I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to uh, as soon as I get it. Uh, join me in giving uh, a new anthology a try uh, called Study Group Twelve. Um, it's by Zach. It's edited by Zach Soto. Uh, I came across it uh, as I'm apt to do each year this time. Uh, the Stump Town Festival uh, happened. Uh, last week, and um, the winner of this year's best anthology at Stumptown was uh, the aforementioned uh, Study Group Twelve. Um, it's a uh, anthology of Pacific Northwest indie creators, um, and uh, it uh, it's been getting rave reviews. I can't wait to get it. Uh, and if you want to get it, since it is small press, you can go to Zach Soto's website, which is zachsoto.com. Or you can go to sparkplugcomicbooks.com. And as I said, I, uh, I ordered that, uh, that piece, and uh, hopefully when I get it, I'll uh, be talking about it on the show. So if you don't want to feel left out, you too should uh, pick up a copy. Yeah. I have a couple of those study groups. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yes, number four. Yep. Cool. Uh, and if you go to Zach Soto's uh, website and click on the uh, study group 12, number four, uh, boom, Brian Chippendale's in the photo. As Jim Ruggs in the book? Yeah, Jim, uh, the, the guy's got a satchel. That's that's Chippendale. 
Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Farrell Dalrymple's in it, yeah. It's oh, cool. yeah, Farrell. Get your yeah. Dalrymple on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, isn't Panther in... Um, has something to do with, with this? Uh, number four, he's I think? He's not listed in this version. Maybe he's been in others of it. Oh, I don't he's not. I mean, he's not in the list that I saw, but... Oh. But yeah, the study group is, is good. The study group tells good stuff. Cool. Yeah, got a bunch. It's been six years since the last one came out, so... Really? Wow. Yeah. Are you wow. kidding me? Slackers. No. We're getting old. Yeah. I know. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, it's been fun. It's been a wonderful three years. No shit. Um, it has, it has. Yeah, it's gone by I, quick. It really it has. has. That's man. what happens when you have fun. Am I, am I not right? Yeah. You are my brothers. Same Aww. here. Ditto. Yeah, you are. Absolutely. I'm comfortable with you, you ass wipes. I don't know how that happened. I'm already uh, I'm already looking forward to New York Comic Con. Fuckers keep me coming back, so Yeah. That's right. All right, boys. Say goodbye and uh raise them up. Here's to another uh like the angriest three. three years ever. Let, uh, let, let's hope seriously. the planet's still here in three years. <laughs> it's true. See? I mean we've well, we've probably got at least we'll still be. Even yeah, if we've got at least another year. Well yeah. Till December twenty twelve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All bets yeah. are off after that. I know. Yeah, well, then it's think, a really well, bad John to... Cusack movie. A, a, a horrible John Cusack movie. <laughs> yeah, horror. And I'm a huge like, John Cusack. I'm a big John Cusack fan. Man, but that yeah, it was, it was a bad movie, especially wow. if you saw the alternate ending. That was shit. Oh, dude. I mean, I'm watching it, was... thinking, dude, did you not pay attention in the Grifters? You made a great movie. <laughs> I know. And and, yeah. and what happened? I mean, I it's just. I know. Yeah. I think the Grifters is great. Oh, it's better off dead, dude. Yeah, I like. Oh, yeah. Joe. I like yeah, yeah. I mean, I like his later stuff too, but no, yeah, yeah can't. So I, after all the good stuff, I can kind of shrug. Twenty twelve, but I mean, it's not like he was the only fool in the. Well, movie. he was just doing effort. Check come on. Yeah, so I can't yeah. really fault him for that. Hey, kids, got to eat. That's right. Yeah, I, I think mean, he I'll, was I, eating okay. You got John Byrne trying to draw a polar bear, so you know it's all right. <laughs> always comes back to the polar bear. <laughs> Although, as much as I, I like John Cusack, I kind of wish we could go back in time and and keep his family from. I, I, I'd live I'd live without John Cusack's acting skills if I could also live not have to ever see his sister again. Ah, oh, you don't like I, I, you don't I like Joan. I like, I like Joan. I, I, I do I, too. I see his sister driving around town every once in a while. That's, oh god, There was a period in, in her career where she was she was smoking hot. What? Yeah, Joan Cusack. Oh, there has never strong. been a moment in her life she was smoking hot from the oh, first time we see her with those braces on and uh, dating Long Duck Dong all the way until now. What do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> Long Duck Dong. <laughs> you know, are terrible. You can't say that without smiling. Long Duck Dong. <laughs> I like her in my blue heaven. Oh, I, li- I, li- I like her in everything. I oh like Joan. My God. I do. I like Joan. I like her oh, a lot. I do too. Maybe I she do. could be uh, that. That she could play that uh, Lucifer sidekick in uh, in the Lucifer. <laughs> 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 Joan, so Joan Cusack as Mazikeen. Oh my God. She's got about the same kind of speech pattern. Oh Lord. We're gonna go now because you just. Wow. You just... <laughs> Sorry, Joan. I love you, Joan. Call me. Three of us love you. Bye, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> Say, say bye. Bye, y'all. Represent. That was very cold. I've got a girl who lives close to town.
one that really 